Now remember, if something chases you, run. And welcome every single person to the newest volume of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And if you could not tell from that great, great retelling of the quote that Kelly just did, we are doing Jurassic World. Hooray! Woo! Woo yeah! Clap, 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 clap. That is my impression of raptors talking. Was that nice. good? I, I thought Not that bad, was pretty no. good. No, yeah. that was good. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think it's it's probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to people, but I am not a fan of this movie, and Kelly is a fan of this movie. But Kelly is a. Um, I like it more than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're not a huge Mungus fan. No, no, no. Movie. If anything, I'd actually kind of stick this in like one of those like bad movies background noise, but it's still fun to quote. Oh, okay. All right, I can see that. But you also, uh, you also did cosplay to this movie as well. I right? did. I did cosplay Claire, um, which was. A, a lot of fun actually because i didn't run into any other claire's uh at a con a lot of raptors but other than that it, it was definitely fun let's well, oh wait there were raptors there yeah they actually had the animatronic raptors there oh. and they had um, owen there too which is kind of fun well owen what would you do just dress up like indiana jones but without the hat yeah pretty like much that kind of thing that makes sense yeah. was it actually chris pratt there were some really close co- lookalikes, absolutely. Well, that's because anyone could be Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not a fan. Really, and the, the body type, you know, it swings, so you can go from like Guardians or like Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's and true. Covered. No, very true. And I guess he was like an in between in this film, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There was no nudity, so you couldn't really tell. But oh, yeah. shucks. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, this is we're going to talk about Jurassic World. We're going to talk about some of the background stuff as well. So let's just at least put this out there. So it's a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 59% on Metacritic. So yes. it's passable. It's passable. I I think and Kelly and I have talked about this when we were trying to decide on whether we were going to do Jurassic World and all that kind of stuff. For me, this is just my opinion on it. I kind of felt a similar way to Fantastic Four, the the reboot of Fantastic Four, where I was having that debate of myself is, is this a bad movie or do I just not even care? And knowing my feelings about how I don't really like soft reboots and I don't like when a franchise does things like this, like I hated the second and third Jurassic Park so much that it completely jaded me to anything else that's coming up. So maybe I just can't ever get over that. You know what I mean, Kelly? Um, I mean, I understand that. And we had a discussion off the air, which actually cleared quite a lot for me. See, when I hear soft reboot and reboot, my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes to remake. Right. And that's not what this is. What, what I think I have down, I, I think after doing way more research on, on the net than probably needed to be done, like... A remake is uh, like that one, like that uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, that Vince Vaughn, uh, what do you call it, uh, Psycho. That's a remake. 
because that was That's like a shot Amityville by shot. Horror is a remake. Yeah. The new Jungle Book is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's that's shot by shot, pretty much. Just with new, you know, new whatever they want to do, new actors, right. new um, CGI for Jungle Book, especially like live action, like that kind of thing. Shot by shot remake. A reboot right. is something like Ghostbusters, where now they've decided to completely disregard. It's not in the same universe. It's just the same exact story, but with whatever they want to put in it. So it doesn't right. have any bearing on the original Ghostbusters. Right, which is unlike the soft reboot, yep. which would be like the new Star Treks, which actually still gave you a story before they disregarded the timeline, but it works in succession or Jurassic World or, I mean, the new indie Star Wars. Yep. Because if there's, let's say if there's 10 to five to 10 years difference, it's going to be a soft reboot. Yeah, it, they seem to do much better in theaters as well. Like, Ghostbusters yeah. will do well because of the quote-unquote hype on it. Like, it's going to do well for sure. But in most cases, hard reboots don't do very well because people are like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, uh, the Total Recall one with Colin yeah. Farrell. Like, why? That, you know, that doesn't need to be done. That's a right. hard reboot. So, yeah, this is more on the soft. So, right away, I get I, – maybe it's just because I've never seen a movie franchise that I like – that would have a soft reboot. Like I can't think of it in my head of anything that I enjoy where they've done something like that, you know? But I'm also very, very picky, hence the name Ian Hates so Movies. Wait, are you saying you don't like Jaws 3 and 4? I got to be honest with you, I've never seen them. I've never seen I them. I think we might have to do that at some point because <laughs> oh, they're amazing. <laughs> Maybe we need to do uh, – I had a suggestion from one of our listeners to do like a – actually two different ones with two different ideas where basically we would do – one is like a grab bag of uh, timeline movies like 80s or 90s or something like that. The other was a grab bag kind of like B-rated horror type movies where you would just talk about them for like 10 minutes each and you'd kind of just go through and hit the funny parts of like what you thought was ridiculous in said movie and then go okay. on to the next one. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. So, I mean, we, we definitely have smart, intelligent listeners. So awesome. I, I appreciate that. So we, yes. will, we will end up doing that at some point. So maybe that's the kind of thing that we could do there, uh, you know, that kind of style, something like that. But, yeah, I, I was trying to think because, you know, all the Freddy and Jason movies and stuff, they never did any soft reboots of their stuff. Really, yeah, except, well, but they did Freddy do it. Versus Jason. I wouldn't call that a reboot, though. That's still a sequel. That's still a sequel. But Nightmare on oh, yeah, Elm Street wait, did do. Different? Huh? What's the difference? Well, because that's still a continuation of the story. Like they're they're still keeping the original premise in line, but not doing the same thing over again. Of course, they're doing. They're teenagers. It is well, the they're same thing. Well, <laughs> well, then that would mean every horror movie sequel is like, <laughs> it's a soft True. reboot. But I wouldn't necessarily say that. What we can say, though, is the new Nightmare on Elm Street that came out like four or five years ago, maybe, that was a reboot because that was a new Freddy. They were doing the same exact story over again, but it wasn't okay. a soft reboot because it was, it's, it was in the different universe. How was that not a remake? Because it wasn't shot for shot. 
it it was a complete yeah, it was it's still not the same screenplay. It. Yeah, exactly. So that's okay. where it gets confusing. But yeah, I can definitely say for sure. Like, oh, and actually, wait, what the fuck? I completely forgot. They made a Friday the Thirteenth reboot as well. But so yep. neither of those are in the universe of all those other ones. So True. they count as reboots, and that's it. So yeah, well, okay. So with that, so like all the screams are sequels. Yep. All the I know what you do. Se- yep. How about the Final Destinations? Final Destinations are still part of, I think they're a series. I think you can call them a series because, yeah, technically, well, they all have the same, the Candyman is in all of them pretty much. So so it's still in that universe, I guess, because technically wasn't like the fourth or fifth one was actually a prequel to the first one because they ended up being on the plane that exploded. Yeah, they, they tied all that stuff together. So those still, I think, count as sequels. Okay. Yeah, I, I still think those count as sequels, but they're using the exact same plot device through all right. of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it does get confusing and it really doesn't matter that much, but I just realized that I don't, I don't seem to care for any movies that tend to do that. I don't know. I the guess problem that's... is, is that because the way the motion picture currently is, they need a guarantee return, so yes. it's easier they're to, for them to fall back on these movies than to up with independent ideas, which right. sucks. Yeah, I uh, we were going through today. Uh, I went to watch the. Unfortunately, I went to watch the pretty terrible Liverpool Liverpool game that was on, um, and we were talking about sequels and things coming out next year. And it's just insane. It's all sequels. It's all sequels and reboots. There's no original concepts coming out like in mainstream Hollywood that kind of thing I mean they have a new Mary Poppins coming out they have a new 101 Dalmatians coming out uh, New Beauty and the Beast New Beauty and the Beast uh, I mean I, even a movie that I liked I liked John Wick and I never thought I liked that movie John Wick 2 is, is coming out like it's just tons and tons of all of the same old stuff just one after another it, it's depressing and then we also know we have a Star Wars every year, maybe even two every maybe year coming. Maybe even two. Yeah. So. Well, because it's, it's the continuation and it's the stories. Like the next one, Rogue could care less about, but the continuation actual main core people, I will see. Right. No, very. I I know I know there are definitely fans of the different movies and stuff it's just it's just not my style i was just trying to think of any movie that i've lasted that long through and I, i'm finding it hard to i mean the screams i went to four because you know it's just who cares but other than that i don't think and i don't think they're making a scream five because uh, they made the scream tv show which is actually pretty good but that was that was a that was a reboot that was a remake scream that one I, I would say more on the lines okay. of the old one, but whatever. Anyways, so I would say Jurassic World is definitely the soft reboot because it, it, makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. They're, they're on the same island that they were Isla Nubar. Yep, 20 years ago or whatever, right? And then yep. they've opened up the park, and it's the same basic idea. It's the same basic idea, new characters, new issues, but once again, a dinosaur gets out. And causes havoc, and that's that's what happens. So it just depends. Do you like these type of movies or you don't? And I tend to not gravitate towards these. I'm not a King Kong fan. I'm not a Godzilla fan. 
I I think the only I would say probably the only big monster type movie that I actually didn't mind recently was uh what was that one with the machine uh the huge machines that would have to fight and they were piloted by two people and they'd fight these big huge monsters that were coming from the other dimension Pacific Rim Yes yeah I didn't mind Pacific Rim I like so the Are whole you saying you didn't like Cloverfield? I got a little bit sick of Cloverfield and not literally sick uh, but no, I got, I, see, but the- <laughs> I got that stuff doesn't bother me. I'm completely fine with the camera angle stuff, but the uh, the actual storyline, I like the idea of really never seeing uh, the actual Cloverfield monster. It was focused in on one group of people, so I thought that yeah. was innovative. So I like that part, but storyline wise, I was just like, eh, I get what they're going for here. It's just one of those movies where you see once or twice and you just never have to see it again. Oh like no, that? yeah, yeah. But I do want to see, and I just haven't been to the theater lately because it's just, I mean, people have heard my stories on the podcast about seeing Deadpool and seeing, you know, um, Batman versus Superman and stuff. It's just the theater to see, uh, what is it, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'll just get that on Redbox and we'll do an Ian Hates movies for that for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kelly, you want to, since you are more of a fan of this movie, you want to intro how this is starting? Sure. I mean, let's see. It starts off where I'm sorry. Again, it's slight echo. It's distracting me. Oh, anyway, it's not coming out here. Just so you know, okay, that, at least perfect. Yeah. Even better. Let's see. Does that help at all? Oh, it does. Okay, perfect. Okay, so it starts off where it's a close up of the egg, and it's you're assuming it's a Velociraptor um, opening because they don't really give you full definition of what it is. And, of course, they shoot over to and make the reference that dinosaurs uh, eventually turned into birds. And there's that fun little insight. Ah, it's a crow. <laughs> it's the cloud. You see they appeared. Someplace it's cold. It's a family house. There's a kid sitting in his room. And he's looking at the old, um, like, pic graphs, the spiral things where you could see, like, all these different motion capture pictures. And he's looking at the old dinosaur ones. Like, it's a toy from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, come to find out, uh, they're making a 3D one that's on the market now, which is kind of cool. Uh, I gotcha. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. Once like, again, it's that it's they're rebooting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, and of course, his mom comes in and says, okay, your, your flight leaves in two hours. You know, let's go. Let's keep going, blah, blah, blah. So the kid's about 10. You get introduced to his older brother who's 16, who's, you know, with the clingy girlfriend who, you know, texts me every day so I don't forget what you look like, blah, blah, blah. She says, could care less. Yeah. She says I love you, and he does not say I love you back. Yeah, yeah, he's very much, <laughs> cool, I'll talk to you later. Yep. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So they get, like, so the parents are uh, mothers, Ducky Greer, and the dad is, um, Character actor from The Office. Now, from I believe he's deep too. Silicon Valley as well. He was in an episode yes. of that one. Yep. Let's see. They get to the airport, and of course, it's the whole your aunt's going to meet you. You come to find out you, they're going to Jurassic World. Their aunt runs Jurassic World. And there's a little bit of like weird hesitation, and you come to find out the parents are probably going through a divorce, and they ship the kids off to the aunt's right. place while this goes down. You, then they do, I mean, basically, this is almost scene by scene the music cue was exactly on point because there comes that like right as they're showing the island and everything so it's just like yes let's let's restate people like reinstate where you're supposed to be in this film yeah and they and they go and everyone's enjoying because it's a theme park as well 
It's not just seeing yeah. dinosaurs. It's the it's, Uber theme park. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of talking about we have Universal City Walk. We have um, <laughs> all the great sea attractions, which is SeaWorld. And, of course, you have the Disney Magic Bands where they can track you inside the park. Yes, exactly. And so Kelly brings unique knowledge to this because she's worked in so many theme parks over her life. Ten years experience. <laughs> yep. So she's going to laugh at a lot of things that other people might not have completely laughed at because they're inside right. theme park jokes. Dead. And then on top of if you've ever been to an overly crowded park and they shut stuff down on you and you're like, why the fuck did they shut that down? And then obviously here it's because dinosaurs are eating people as opposed to parts of the Caribbean are stuttering or whatever the real reason is. Right. It's kind of fun. I got stuck on the fucking Harry Potter ride uh, at Universal Ooh. the first time that I was there, which was last <laughs> October. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Always good when you break down. Yeah, it was like in the uh, the Gringotts one or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and it was just, and we were on the downslope of one of the one of the hills, one of the whatever you want to call the plunges, and it just stopped. And I've never had it happen on a ride before. So at least we weren't like freaking out because who who cares? You know, there aren't dinosaurs right. on the loose that I had right, to worry right. about. But it was just it was pretty interesting since it never happened before. No, I mean, some of my best memories are either riding rides that are dark with the lights on or getting stuck on rides where they actually get you out of the boat, the harness, whatever. And you walk backstage because they just can't get the damn thing going. Uh, I will okay. say this. One of my favorite quotes from the original Jurassic Park is, you know, when Disneyland opened, nothing worked. And then, of course, the response is, yeah, John, but when Pirates of the Caribbean break down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. Right. Yes. That is a good line. But that's from the original movie, though, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> and I love, I mean, we all know the original movie was great. I don't know if there Fantastic. is a single person that doesn't like that first movie. And also, it's still like watching that movie. The graphics still are great. Yes. Like, it still works. No, I completely agree. And that was one where, did they have any, I forget, were there any cell phones in that one? Because I don't think technology-wise it was that bad that they that it doesn't hold up now. I want to say there was, like, a satellite phone. Everything was radio mostly, right. though. But a satellite phone kind of makes sense still. They're still kind of right. big, right? I mean, satellite oh, phones. Oh, no, yeah. Are, no, it's yeah. not like, it's not a pocket phone. Yeah, no, no, no. They haven't, they haven't done anything like that. But yeah, I think that's what like Newman was talking on before he got like the Dilophosaur or whatever to like spray him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was that the name Dilophosaur, something like that. Dilophosaurus. I I know. I can't believe I like watched. (laughs) I watched (laughs) Jurassic World almost twice. I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it through the second time, but I, I did try. I gave it the old college try there. Exactly. Uh, so they're they're on the island. They're on the island and. You meet up with, or you figure out, so what's her name? Her name's Claire? Her name's Claire, yeah. So she, you can tell right away, she's like supposed to be that stuck up runner of the park, I guess. She's got... You know, she's extreme corporate woman. It's one of those, I'm here to do a job, this is what they are. Like, she probably has no background in any type of animal care or even theme park. It's just, I was brought in because I produce the numbers you want, period. Right. right. Which is strange because you, you find out later when she's flying around with the owner of the park now i guess he was he was appointed from the first guy who died i guess right so yeah when he bequeathed this whole company to him to jurassic world to him and i'm guessing he's a billionaire or something i would i would assume yeah yeah, yeah, something like that yeah he he mentions like oh this is spare no expense like i don't want the like why was she even brought in if he doesn't even care about that stuff. I guess he needs someone to really run that stuff because he's not going to do it. 
Right. It, they touch on that, but it's because of the board, which she keeps uh, yes. touching on. The board keeps wanting more income to come in, which is why she goes through her tour trying to sell, you know, yeah. AT&T and sponsoring this right. dinosaur thing. Which are like, awesome. And that, I mean, but that happens in regular yeah, theme absolutely. parks, right? Yeah, that's a that's a general thing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she does that. That's her first thing. You think she's going to come down and meet her nephews but instead she's getting all pumped and psyched because she has to she's talk to investors names. okay yeah. this person is this this person is this this person doesn't like this all right yeah. welcome to jurassic world yes and then she goes through and they're like when they're going through the places like holograms of different dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff so yeah i mean sure it'd be fun to go to i mean we talked about this off air and i think i've talked about this with other people too if there was a Jurassic World in real life, I don't think I could do it. I, I don't think, and it's it's not a being afraid of dinosaurs, because I think dinosaurs are very cool. But I think, I think you have to be smart about going to see, it's dinosaurs. <laughs> it's not, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, sure, I will go fly in a plane. I will go do everything in my life. I mean, I get injured playing sports and stuff. Like, I don't have a problem with that, but these are fucking dinosaurs. Like, I know they're supposed to be in pens, but they're fucking dinosaurs and the things that could go wrong. I would rather have be in a zoo and have a fucking lion get out than go and have the fucking Indominus Rex like start being a dick all over the place because that's all he was. That's oh, all. yeah, yeah. Yeah, sh- she was pretty cool. Wait, is it she? They're all female. Oh, okay. Which is from the first because... That they've always engineered females. They never engineered males. Well, you know what now? Oh, yeah, because they wanted to keep, like, the, not testosterone, but, like, the violence down or whatever, right? Supposedly. Supposedly, yeah, and it never works yeah. out that way. No. Uh, but you know what? Fuck this movie now even more because now this is even more <laughs> sexist and misogynistic <laughs> I than I thought it was. So that was the main yeah. spiel from everybody who really didn't like the movie was it was horribly sexist. And you're it like, came out like it was everywhere. Eh. Yeah, it was. I oh, mean, yeah. when I watched it, when I watched it, I was expecting way more. But I saw what people were talking about. But it's a. Yeah. I don't know. It's a movie. It's a Jurassic Park movie. Exactly. Like, that's that's the thing. And yeah, there are plenty, and I will point them out. Some of the oh, main yeah. sexist <laughs> comments that are made up for this, but uh, yeah, I just I that's a good point too. And yeah, maybe it's like men taking shots at women, being like, "Oh, well, they're ravenous dinosaur creatures." That's <laughs> that's what they're like. That's what all women are. See, I take it as we will blatantly kill at will. See, I'm fine with that. Oh, jeez. That's why I'm glad I do this podcast with uh, with Skype. Skype. Yeah, not, not in person. Kelly just takes a swipe. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that. Uh, so where? Wait, where, where were we? Where? So you you get the she's feeling about, she's 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 selling AT and T on yes. New Dinosaur or Verizon or whoever this company is. Yeah, you get the you get the feeling she's that uptight, all about the money. That's all she really cares about, kind of thing. I mean, yeah. and it's fine. Like, it, look, that's people's personalities. That's the way things go sometimes. Right. Uh, um, and then now, do we meet Chris Pratt now, or no, no, is no. that he doesn't come into like thirty minutes in the movie? Oh, okay. This movie. No, this next. Yeah. Really this was next long. part. It cuts over to them getting off the boat, and they're like. Aunt Claire's not here, and it's her little assistant who gets the kids. Yeah, and her assistant, by the way, is Morgana from the show Merlin, if anyone watches yes. that. But that's that's where I knew her, because she's got the British accent. I was trying to place where she was, and I was like, oh, 
fuck, it's Morgana. Okay. Uh, but once again, this is a character that you don't care about whatsoever. No, she's a throwaway. She yeah. does. She obviously doesn't want to babysit a 16 and 10-year-old anyway. Right. And the 16-year-old's still coming off like, why the fuck am I here? And the 10-year-old's thrilled, obviously, because right. it's dinosaurs. Well, that's the, that's the weird part for me, too, is like, even though I would not go to Jurassic World if it existed in real life, I think if they paid me and I was there with, like, my little brother and I'm 16 years old, I think it would still be cool to see a bunch of fucking dinosaurs. I'm sorry. If my aunt ran a theme yeah, park, like, I, get, I, I get the park too much. Like, it's a, I'm VP. Like, yeah. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, how can you not be at least excited about that? Right. Like, I was having enough fun at fucking Universal Studios, and I was with my parents. Like... It did, you know what I mean? Like these kids aren't even with their parents. Like this is exactly. awesome. Yeah, they they should be having tons more fun. But yeah, he's he's being a sour puss. And all and we forgot to mention while he's while they're on the boat going to the island, uh, he's like checking out girls the whole time and just being yeah. really creepy stalker. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, being yeah. a creeper. Yeah, and so it. I don't know what the point of that story is because it never comes to anything. Like there's never any point yeah. to it. But uh, but yeah, I guess maybe he doesn't care about that girl because there's never any revelation later on where he's like, oh, I really miss her. He's just constantly looking at girls the whole time they're at the park. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Like, I feel like they stereotyped him because you know what? You're just a teenage boy, and all you want to do is just it's tits and ass. As far as you, there's no actual person there, yeah. and that's the only character development you really get. So that gets that a little. So there's some sexistness, I guess, some misogyny, oh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, then okay. So then, what happens after that? After uh, meeting all you go those... to the control room. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's where you meet one of your favorite characters from New Girl. Yes, uh, that's. Oh, well, I call him Jake because that's his actual name <laughs> in real life. <laughs> well, the, actually, there are two great people in that control room that I love not in this movie. Uh, so it's Jake. It's Jake from New Girl, and he was in like Let's Be Cops, and you know that was a terrible movie. But he's been in a lot of different things where he's very good. And then the woman there is Lauren Lapkus, and Lauren Lapkus is extremely hilarious. I don't know if any. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lauren Lapkus is extremely funny. Actually, she's on tour right now with Comedy Bang Bang uh, Live with um, Scott Ackerman, and oh, there's some. Oh, there's someone who's very very funny. And I can't. He dresses up in suits all the time. Oh man. Okay. The listeners are gonna be pissed. I just can't. I can't remember what his name is. But very funny. And I actually can't go to that show. They're here in Boston this week. I can't go see Lauren Lapkus live because I'm already going to see the band The Used live on that night. So that's the unfortunate part. But Lauren Lapkus has nothing in this film. So those are my two. Those are my two people in the control room there. Okay, so Claire comes in and she wants a headcount in the park. She wants to know about the assets. She does not refer to them as dinosaurs, which is interesting. Sure. And in this time frame, you realize that Jake is wearing an original Jurassic Park t-shirt. Yes. He is completely, <laughs> completely, like he says, he, he bought it from eBay for like 150 bucks or something ridiculous right. like that. Yep. And he's like, dude, but a, you know, a premium one was going for like three fifty, and she's like, it was in poor taste. But mind you, it, it, he kind of reminds you of Nerdy only in the fact that like his station's kind of a mess. He's got a, all these fun little dinosaur things all over his station. Like he, you could tell he's also kind of a fanboy, which is why he works there. Right. Which is kind of fun. Then he's put there for you, basically. I oh, think yeah. he's the almost fourth wall breaker in this for the longtime fans of the series that are just Absolutely. like happy it's back. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they, they talk about, yeah, she, you can just tell once again she's kind of a hard ass, kind of whatever. Uh, and then that's when she goes on the helicopter ride, right? Uh, yeah, this is what, yeah, she's, she gets a, you know, there's 23,000 people in the park. She gets a slight status update that, you know, like we're having a slight, uh, this dinosaur is having a containment issue um, because, which I can't think of the breed. It's the ones that they bang their heads together. And because they do that, for whatever reason, that's where they put the microchip and it's shortening out. So those visual walls are invisible walls that they're supposed to keep the dinosaurs in their paddocks. Yep. Doesn't work when they short out. So it's, it's, she deals with that little problem and then she's waiting for her boss which is the guy who actually owns the company um miss rocky i believe to show up uh and she's going to go over and give him the uh, i'm assuming once a month once a week these are statistics this is what we're doing with blah 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 blah. yep and they do and he's a terrible well not a terrible uh helicopter pilot he's a new helicopter pilot so he's making like the co-pilot sick who's there to try and help him and she's freaking out and terrified yeah he's supposed to be the all-around good guy where he's the one fronting everything, but he's like, "Hey, you know, can you can you how how are the animal you know how are the dinosaurs doing?" And she's like, "Well, the park's doing really well, you know, the blah blah blah, this many people." And he's like, "No, no, the dinosaurs." And she's like, "I don't know. We don't have any way of judging because their their moods. Yeah, um, their moods." And he's like, "But you can look into their eyes." And you're like, "Fuck yeah. you." Yeah, he's a purist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's one of those people, and I think mean, it's kind of nice because it is them doing like it's not the typical like like you dealt with the corporate lawyer in the first one, you deal with his nephew in the second one right. who's trying to take it over and capitalize. So you're really not dealing with that like corporate douchebag. This is a guy who's generally like also really entertained by these things, right. and he thinks it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's I mean you're supposed to out of there aren't really that many people in this movie to care about. I would say at least for me. So he's supposed to be one of those ones that you're supposed to like, I guess. He doesn't uh, off the bat give you a reason to be like, oh, well, you're a shithead, you know? Right. So Yeah, other people definitely do, but he, yeah. he doesn't right away. So yeah, so they, they go down and they land near the Indominus Rex. Um, and I don't even remember what the actual name is supposed to be for it, but they call it the Indominus Rex. And he's checking on it. And this is where you also learn a little bit about him, though, too, because... She's talking about how, you know, hey, you know, it, it attacked a it attacked a worker and people were threatening to quit and he's like, Oh, it's it's got heart, you know, or whatever and it's like, What where did that come from? Like you wanted you can tell he wanted this. Right. You, well, I mean it's also one of those if I'm gonna sell something, I mean the whole the main catchphrase behind this particular animal is that it, it bigger and more teeth. And this is this is off on restricted property. It's north of the island, it's where they test all their habitats and stuff like this. So this is a habitat that thing's never been out of it. They feed it with a crane now. Um it's 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 an intimidating paddock initially just to come up to because I mean the thing looks like Fort Knox. Right. Um and they even make a reference to the point where the thing's trying to break through the glass and you should see like the cracks and stuff on the on the glass, which yep. is kind of fun. Which is weird that they never tried to fix that because you would yeah, think the, structurally that right. would be weaker point. Well, it's one of those well, – they also don't give you a reference of when it happens. So right. You can assume that this could be sooner than – you know. and plus they're still building. Like they're still adding walls to the thing. Like they're still trying to make it taller. Yes, right. And they mention that it's now – like when you see it, it's like partially white. And he's like, oh, this will give the parents nightmares. Like, forget about yeah, the yeah. kids, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. So you can tell they have built something. 
they have manufactured a dinosaur that is basically going to be a killing machine. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, the whole idea is that it's a big, it's big and scary. I mean, you can't get a whole lot scarier than the T-Rex, and we've tried to push that further, and they've engineered this creature or whatever it is. Um, I like the fact that she still has, she's completely indifferent to it. Like, it's one of those, this is just what we do, and this is an ad. Like, this, this is something for me to sell. This is a product. Like, yeah. there's no initial threat there, which I find fascinating well, I on think, her app. I think she also mentions when he goes, when he talks about how, uh, she says, "Oh yeah, it learned how it learned where or it, it found figured out where the food drops were going to be, and that's how the worker got hurt." Is she? You know, he goes, "Oh, it's it's smart, or it's intelligent," and she goes, "Yeah, for a dinosaur." Dinosaur, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so that indifference is already kind of there, and I like the fact she also gets reference. It's it comes up. Well, there's only one. He's like, "Well, we bred a sibling in case they didn't make it through infancy, and she ate it." And she doesn't seem to care about that. And neither no. does he really, which no. is strange. Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. should probably be like, what the fuck? Maybe right. that is a bad There's sign. Something, yeah, this, is, this isn't a particularly friendly animal and yet, at all. Right. So the way they, they further the plot along here is he tells her, hey, you know, we need to make sure that this is all safe and, and good and that everything's going smoothly with for the launch when it's about to happen in a couple months or whatever. So go get uh, Chris Pratt. I'm not even going to call it. Owen, I think I think his name is. He goes by Owen. He goes, you guys have a, 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 a Navy man on board who's an animal specialist. And she's like, yeah, we do. I really want you to come in and, and get his idea on this paddock and if this is fully safe for the public and whatnot. Right. And... It is strange because he's he's not a higher up in this company. He's a no, very low a level train. employee. Yeah. Yeah. So it is you'll see this later on as he starts to like wave his muscle around somehow. <laughs> We've yeah. never really made that right. much sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But uh yeah, so that's the next part, right? We we get introduced to Owen. Right. You get to you, he's clearly on top, top of a raptor pad, Nick, and he is Training them with a clicker, which is what you use to train dogs and cats, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah, he's using his, his basic animal stuff that he's done in the past, I guess. With All the, the yeah. trainers do. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what they do. So, yeah, the raptors are, like, chasing around a pig, and the pig gets out, and, they're, you know, he's happy because I guess this was, like, a hunting simulation that, that yep. they were doing. So, yeah, he starts. He's got names for all of them. There's, like, Blue and Delta and something and something. It's four raptors. Blue, Charlie, Echo, and Delta. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So Blue's the main one, right? Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, he he like gives them all pieces of meat, except Blue gets like the special like live rat or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, and gives it, and then they have a whole scene with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio comes <laughs> over. <laughs> and awesome. The whole thing now is I used to think. Uh, Private Pile from I used to think Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket but now I can't help but think Kingpin from Daredevil. Absolutely. Yes. It's just it's just it's Kingpin but he's playing definitely a different character than he's playing an in-between role between Private Pile and Kingpin that's for sure. Yeah. But he's the guy from the military so he's the guy from the military this is what I guess they have paid them to research is if raptors or if dinosaurs in general can be used as weapons 
All right, right. It's an experimental weapons program is pretty much what it comes down to yeah. on an animal-based thing. And the idea or his theory behind it is that, you know, spark technology, you do any type of EMP or any type of smart thing, and you lose your, your cell site. You lose all that. Anything electronic just gets fried. Which Animals is smart. Don't, yeah. Which is true. Yeah, it's, it is true, even though... It doesn't really completely work because later on they show that the fucking raptors have all this headgear on and it's yep. all it's all technology. So they right. be so able it's to, like yeah. so technically so yeah. But he, he kinda touches on it too. It's one of those if you get down to the basic thing, the idea is that you can breed these things to have um what is he called it, loyal bloodlines yeah. and any type of rogues you'd kill off and I'm like, Okay, so you've never heard of Siegfried and Roy. Like it doesn't really work that way. Right, right. Wild animals are wild animals. Period. They and, still make their own choices, and that's what that's what Chris Pratt and his helper are talking are about the whole time. Yeah. yeah, but they're also being very like hoity-toity, standoffish about it because obviously this was the goal was to do what Chris Pratt has done, which is control the Raptors. Like yeah, that is what he was paid to do. Yeah, it's not like right. he did this for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. And then the government was just coming in and saying, oh, no, we're going to take that. Like, that's not it's it's not like but I bring up before, like Fantastic Four, when they were working on that teleportation device to go to the other planet. And the government comes in and says, oh, no, don't worry. Like, this is ours now. You know, what yeah, I but mean? That's, like, what the, that's always the theory, though. The government's going to like um, Stargate. Oh yeah, that Stargate only got too, yeah. funded because it's the exact same thing. Like it's all if if you're gonna get funding, if we can make this somehow military based, period. Yeah. And that's and that's what so that's what it was kind of you know. I had, Chris Pratt had another. He has very many douchey lines in this movie. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, but one of the one of the douchey lines was you know Vincent D'Onofrio was like, well, what about you know we have to you what we have to let progress win. We have to let evolution win. And Chris Pratt's like, well, maybe this time you make progress lose. It's like, okay, well done, Chris Pratt. I guess you're an animal trainer, not a philosopher. But yes. Well, I mean, that's just crappy writing. Like, yeah. And this, mo- this movie is kind of full of crappy writing. Yeah, there's a lot of crap. It's pretty much, we just need to get you to the next chase scene, which I, I get that. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it this is, is a monster is, movie, really. Yeah, it is. That's, that's all this movie really is. So, yeah, so that's your introduction to Chris Pratt. And then what to show you that he's more of a badass than you're supposed to see there is one of the new. One of the new like uh, helpers or whatever trainers, whatever you want to call them, uh, he the the pig's running around and he tries to get the pig, but it kind of like pulls him off the uh, it pulls him off the skywalk, and he falls down into the layer of all the raptors. So now they're like completely surrounding him, and then Chris Pratt jumps in as well and like holds them off, and that's in the trailer where he's just like standing there and he's like putting out his hand to all four of them. And stand down. Yeah. And his helper gets the other guy out and then is like, come on, man. He's like, no, if I, you know, if I shock him, if I do anything, I'm going to lose him. Yeah, so, they'll never trust me again. Yeah. So he's talking to him. He's telling him to back up and like all that kind of stuff. Like, hey, Blue, I see you there. Like, you know, don't do this. And he tells the guy, okay, just, you know, calmly. He's like, just close the door. I'm going to be fine. And he makes it seem like to the Raptors that he's going to stay in there with them. Right. And well, I think that, he makes it seem that way to everybody. Yeah, to everyone pretty much so that no one goes like, run, run, like anything like that. So then as soon as the door starts to close, he just quickly turns really quick as soon as he only has enough room for himself underneath the cage. And he gets out. So it's just supposed a very to show. Yeah. Spielberg, Indiana Jones, uh, I forgot my hat. It's the running from the boulder. It's that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. No, there's no doubt that this was, 
you know, this is supposed to show you like he's a risk taker who's the good guy and All he's right. going to I'm willing to yeah. sacrifice my safety to help people. Yeah, exactly. So you've got that character down now. You're fine with him. Uh, so now Vincent D'Onofrio, obviously, he, he thinks this is like the greatest thing he's ever seen. He's basically like coming in his pants when he watches <laughs> this because he's like, oh, we have control of the Raptors. Like he's he's so fucking excited. Uh, so he, <laughs> you know, he's going to be talking to the government. I forget if he does it there or if he does it later on. Um, but basically, you know, like, oh, that's going to be used later on. So then oh, absolutely. No, yeah. no, yeah, this is definitely going to be called back. And he immediately calls someone on the phone and oh, says okay. that, you know, testing and blah, blah, blah is, 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 is working out really, really well. And we're probably going to be able to continue on with your pro- You don't know who he's talking to yet. Yeah. You just say, like, okay, I'm sure it's some government type thing, whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah, some black ops, whatever. Uh, Halliburton, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so where do we go from here? Uh, I think we, we ahead, cut sorry. back over to the kids. Yes. And they are, they're actually in the kitty area of the park. We're like, you can ride the little, you know, uh, what is it? The Triceratops. Like, it's like pony rides. And it's like a um, animal feeding area, petting zoo kind of a thing. And the older kid realizes that the the Morgana babysitter yeah, yeah <laughs> isn't really paying attention and she's on the phone talking about whatever and he grabs his little brother and he just says scatter so they can get away from her and by the way they didn't scatter they ran in a straight line oh, away absolutely. yeah was, right was, there wasn't any scatter there by the way we forgot to mention uh when claire met her nephews for the first time she was uh, you know there at the park before she handed off to the uh to morgana she said Oh, you look so, you know, big. Oh, last time I saw you, what was that, like two, three years ago? And the, the older kid's like seven. Seven. And seven years ago. Seriously, dude, like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's true. I can't tell you how many years it was when I didn't see my aunts and uncles and stuff from, uh, like, flying around. And she has a real fucking job. Like, true. She, like why didn't you come out and see right. her at her very cool job? Right. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that if she is the leader or the she runs Jurassic World, that you would go see her like every year, maybe? Exactly. So, anyways, I just wanted to say that because that plays into him. That plays into a scene later as well. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, "Come on, man! You don't have to be a dick." Like, she she loves you in a way. You know, you're in her own way. Yeah, she's an aunt. Like, what the fuck? Right. Who doesn't have kids? So it's even more harder for her to relate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So then so you go back to the kids. The kids run away. And then is this where Claire goes to meet with uh, with Chris Pratt? Um, actually, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So she she goes, uh, you know, he's got his own little like it's pretty cool. He's got his own little house thing by like the lake um, and he's hanging out playing with his motorcycle or whatever, drinking a Coke. You know, because they had to put that product placement right there. Yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> hey, it had to be done. I completely understand. I like a nice, refreshing Coke as well. I hope that they pay us for the sponsorship <laughs> on, on Ian hates movies. <laughs> Make mine because a Coke it's Zero, by the way. Coca Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there, uh, he meets, and basically, it's. I guess they were trying for sexual tension. Um, yeah, I didn't come off well. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, basically, it was just Chris Pratt making sexist comments the whole time about how he wants to talk to her like inside 
his trailer or inside his house and, you know, brings up that they had a first date and it didn't go well. And I thought this was kind of weird, too, because she's like, oh, I never wanted a second date with you. And, and she's like, why, who, why would I want to have a second date with someone who wears board shorts? And his comment was exactly true. He's like, it's fucking, what is it, South America? Yeah, they're yeah they're in South America. It's the island off the coast of I think I don't remember, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking it's in hot. South America. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Which like, now the only reason why that line doesn't hold up is because in this scene he's wearing fucking pants. Well, he is wearing pants. Yes, that is that is true. Like really, guys, wardrobe we couldn't have really. Yeah, that's true. True. Uh, and then yeah, it's just a back and forth between them. She's saying that you know she's calling him by his last name, and he's like, "Why are you doing that?" And then she's telling him what he needs and what he needs to do basically for the new dinosaur. And he's like, oh, you guys always, always making new dinosaurs. Like, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is kind of what they do in this park. They're they're all new dinosaurs. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they're not pure forms of dinosaurs. They're all genetically modified. Yeah. So I don't know where his moral high ground thing was coming from, especially since he's getting paid to do this stuff as well. So that's why, and I, I know you and I have talked about this before, like I feel no sympathy for anyone who works at this park. So anyone who died in this movie, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you kind of deserved it. Like you took you took your chance. That was your thing. It was like, uh, I forget who does the, there's a comedian who did a whole long bit on uh, that second Death Star it, uh, when it's being made. And you know how it's still under construction as it's, as it's blown up yes. uh they talk about how well what about all those construction workers that were working on the death star <laughs> like did they deserve to die and it was two comedians basically debating of whether or not like oh but they took the contract and then another person's like well you know as a contractor i know that you have to know who you're working for so maybe they technically deserved it because they you know were bad <laughs> they knew guys. The risk going yeah in. they know the risk going in like that whole thing i wish i could reference what comedians or what comedians did that but uh, i thought that was pretty good so that's kind of how i feel about this especially also when technically quote-unquote innocent people die I just don't care because you kind of chose to go to a park full of dinosaurs. Sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah, but, uh, okay, let's not get into this debate. But okay. It's yeah. one of those things where it's kind of like, well, if you didn't want to have a tornado blow over your house, you shouldn't live in Oklahoma. Like, it's kind of. <laughs> no, but there's a, these are dinosaurs. That's like, seriously. No, my, I know. My, over, my overarching theme is always that these are dinosaurs that should not be around anymore. That's, yeah, no, yeah. that's the thing. Nature chose them to be extinct for a reason. Yes. As a throw to the first movie. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So, uh, so then they go back to the Indominus Rex, uh, you know, jail. Basically, uh, <laughs> they go back there, and Chris Pratt's like, um, so this is a dinosaur that has never seen other dinosaurs. It doesn't have any interaction with anything whatsoever. Uh, you fucked this thing up. Like, that's basically oh, what he's saying. Yeah. And what I thought was kind of funny was she did not mention the whole it killed its sibling thing in right. this conversation. So yeah. he doesn't even know about that. But he's basically right. saying the only positive influence in this fucking dinosaur's life is that crane that gives it food. Like, right. that's it. And she makes that comment like, oh, well, so that it's, you know, fine. Should we just, like, make a dinosaur play date for it? And he goes, no, I wouldn't recommend that. 
Like that's that's a very bad idea. So she's just I mean, once but again. It's true what he's stating yeah. though. It's one of those things where like if you grow up in isolation and you have no relevance of who you are or what you are, then you really don't know what you can and can't do because you can't ever test those limits. Tell so me I about completely it. Completely get what he's saying. I know. This is how I felt my whole life. Like, <laughs> what am I? Who am I? Uh, yeah. No. No. This is. But. But this is what. This <laughs> is what some X Men reference. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Right? Uh, what What I don't understand though about this is. For a park that's been open now for five years or whatever, and they yep. don't want to make the same mistakes as the previous ones, why didn't they have some animal psychologist or something? Like, why wasn't this something that was done ahead of time? Well, okay, if they didn't want to make the same mistake, I mean, I'm sorry. The first thing they reference in that in Jurassic Park is you bred raptors. Why did you do that? Why would you ever need to do wasn't that? Wasn't that like, like Jeff Goldblum? No, that was oh, actually was- Ian. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Me? It was me. Oh, oh. Ah, I forget. Sorry. I forgot. Right. But there it's are... one of those like, this was not something like, if you didn't want to make the same mistakes, why did you breed any predatory animals at all? Like, well, that's. You didn't need to. And that's what I, I think, like, sure. Maybe you, maybe you lose a certain amount of people per year coming to the park because they've already gone on the gyrus, the gyra ride, whatever the fuck, around right. the brontosaurus's size and the, and the, um, triceratopses you know like all that kind of stuff i don't know how to pluralize dinosaurs so whatever they're going around like sure you might lose some people every year because they don't want to come back and do that but in general i think you could have a pretty fucking successful amusement park if you make a bunch of rides you have your city walk kind of like orlando Atmosphere. uh, atmosphere and you have all that other interactive stuff with no predatory animals right like why Um, not just do that yeah, yeah, there you go. It's Hello. A, it's the Bush Gardens of Jurassic World. Like, and I'm sorry, but you're still going to be the only place on the planet to see dinosaurs. I can go to any major city and go to a zoo. Yeah. Now they almost later on, later on when you talk to when they talk to Doctor Wu or whatever, when they talk to him, Obi Wong. Yeah, 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 exactly. He he makes a reference like if they get shut down other people will be doing this or other people are doing this. So since the technology's there. Yeah. So since they're kind of, obviously there's going to be a Jurassic world two or whatever, you know, whatever they're going to call it. They might be playing on that, that there are actually other amusement or at least not amusement parks, but there are other places where there might be dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe they're trying to make dinosaur pets. Like who the fuck knows? Like they can miniaturize anything now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just miniaturize that little brontosaurus and you're like, Hey, you're pretty cool. Pitbulls are badass. Check out my T-Rex. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Let's not, but now, (laughs) but now I'm thinking this is going to be like gremlins Four, like (laughs) attack of the Jurassic world. Uh, but, But yeah, so uh, maybe you know, maybe that comes into play a little bit, but yeah, you could easily have that kind of park, I think, and do pretty fucking well for yourself. I mean, zoos are still in business. I don't hear a lot about zoos going out of business. No, not really. And I mean, it's um, a lot of them are now privately funded if they're not attached to a major university, but it's still a really big draw. Like that's still a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's I I don't know. That's our two cents on a fake movie. You know right. why? Why didn't you just go here and then it would just be a movie of them. <laughs> petting dinosaurs <laughs> okay it's more of a documentary it's yeah a movie. <laughs> it's like that fucking matt damon movie like we built a zoo or whatever yes, the fuck exact same thing yeah, it's we, zootopia but with dinosaurs it's cool we built we built jurassic world and then yes. they go, yeah so anyway so 
that basically Chris Pratt's like, you guys are all fucked. This is dumb. Like, you need to do something different because this is idiotic. And then he notices that on the wall, close to the close to the um, the window there, there are like all these scratch marks like going up almost the whole length of the of the huge ass wall that they have. Right. So now, mind you, she's already kind of panicking a little bit. She's like, it was just here. We were just here. And the best part is she starts tapping on the glass, which cracked Michelle. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, and also what we should mention is there's some, like, it has it has a thermal imprint. So that's how they're, like, in that control room. She's not seeing the thermal, but she did right. see it before. So right. when they were when they were here with the with the boss, with the with the main owner. Uh, so, yeah, there's no there's no thermal imprint coming from the cage anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So they're saying that there's no animal in the cage because obviously using thermal technology, if there's no nothing coming, like if there's no body heat, then it's not being detected. It's a predator. Is yeah. pretty much what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. So she freaks out and she leaves and she jumps in the car and she's calling to to Jake in the uh, uh, in the control room. Her and and Lauren Lapkiss are there and and they're just like, what's going on? And she's freaking out. She's like, where's we've had a break, you know, in Dominus yeah. Rex. There's, is an, that where, you know, there's an acid out of containment. Yeah, where, where is it, you know, what, whatever. And Jake's like, yeah. well, so while this is happening, while that's happening, they cut back. And like fucking idiots, uh, right. the fat security guard. And, Shocking. Yeah, shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fat security guard one and thin security guard two. And Chris Pratt, yeah, and are Chris, in there trying to figure out if it actually climbed out of the damn building. Yeah, they're or like not. touching the wall and shit. Now, I don't. I, it just it, it blows my mind that if she was the one who was calling to check on where the fucking thing is, because that's the other thing you have to know is not only is there supposed to be a thermal imprint, but then also they have tracking devices inside of them. Right. So there's a yeah. Why a would GPS tracker in there? So if Chris Pratt's so fucking smart. Why would he have gone in there without knowing first where the tracker is? Yeah, but why did she have to leave? She couldn't have just called from there and be like, dude, can you just do a hard trace on this thing? Because for some reason, we're not picking up with our software. That is true. Maybe, I don't know, one of the, one of the main themes you see happen in this movie, or one of the things that, that always ruins things, is the cell reception and their microphone <laughs> reception is the worst. Horrible. And it's like, guys, it, you're, you're running a fucking amusement park with, with fucking dinosaurs in it. Like have and your shit together and a bunch of other really intense stuff. And you're like, really? But you guys didn't put cell sites all over a island. Yeah. Really? N- not even the cell sites, but also your, your fucking walkie talkies need to work. Right. Like exactly. The regular basic stuff, put up radio just, towers. Yeah, there's just some giant magnetic device apparently under this thing that just fucks up everything. Yeah, it made no sense right. whatsoever. So yeah, so maybe that's, I'm going to give her a pass and maybe she needed to be on the open road basically to get a good that's crap. Really, you guys don't have. How do you not have hardline? I no, but hey, I'm with you. I they put. I know they put enough money, like millions of dollars, into Indominus Rex, but I think they could have spared some right. for some fucking. Yeah. Why I mean, it's being sponsored by AT&T? Yeah, you could have them run up hardline. Really? <laughs> that's exactly what. So is this movie just a huge shot at AT&T saying that their cell towers are terrible? Suck. <laughs> that... Yeah, their service sucks. <laughs> wow, pretty interesting there. Uh, it's l- lucky we're not sponsored by AT and T. No, we're not. We're sponsored by Ver- uh, No, we're not. Uh, so <laughs> brought to you by Sprint. Yeah. Uh, well, Sprint because that's what you have to do to get away from dinosaurs. Oh, oh, look at man! I'm an expert <laughs> at this. Like, they should be sponsoring Improv. us. Thank you. So yeah, so she's she's out for some reason, calling into the main control center. Chris Pratt and the fucking idiots are inside the cage. So what? 
Jake is like, hey, uh, it's in the cage. Like, yeah, it's, it's why there. Why are you freaking out? It's yeah. right there. And she's like, no, it was blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, it's in there. And then Lauren, Lauren Lapkiss is like, there are people, in, people the cage. in the cage. There are people in the cage. <laughs> so then she's like, get them out now. Get them out. And so now Laura is like freaking freaked out, and she's telling him. But of course, the radios for some reason aren't working well. Right, so, are cutting in and out. Yeah, so they don't exactly know what's happening. And then Chris Pratt kind of gets the the feeling like, oh shit. So they start running. The Indominus Rex kills the engineer guy first, and then Anyone? I thought, by the way, I know he's just a security guard and whatever, but maybe you shouldn't open up the main. Opening right? of the cage. Why wouldn't you just go out whatever door you came in? Because yeah. you know you didn't come out that main. You're right. And maybe there should be a whole like maybe not being a selfish dick and realizing yeah. that if you get out, that that dinosaur is gonna fucking get out too. Right. Like so maybe save some other people instead of just trying to save yourself, which doesn't work by the way because he gets fucking right. eaten. So oh, yeah. So that's the thing. So Chris Pratt and him make it out through the main entrance so so does the indominus rex now they do tell they do tell um like the main guy in charge whatever his name is does tell lauren lapkiss and and jake because i don't know what their fucking real names are uh, <laughs> are their actual like uh, movie names. yeah yeah. Uh, he tells them to close it and they're like oh no but there, there are people in there and he's like you gotta close it like and it makes yeah. sense like yeah. i'm um, sorry there's twenty thousand guests out here we yeah. can lose two people yeah, it, I mean, it's not that – I mean, sure, it sucks for them. But once again, like I said, they chose to do that, and I'm pretty sure if I was working in there, I would have waited to see where the tracking device of the fucking Indominus Rex was before I went in the cage. No, no, yeah, five minutes later, we can just go in then. It's not in there. It's cool. Yeah, don't worry about it. Let's, let's look at these huge, humongous scratch marks. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that works very well. So Chris Pratt and the fat security guard makes it out. And he runs, the fat security guard runs behind a truck, behind a, a, four, a range rover, whatever the fuck you call him. Hides behind there, and Chris Pratt jumps under one. And so he's probably the smarter of the two in, in that case. Clearly. But then the Indominus Rex just like smashes the truck that the fat guy's uh, hiding behind and then eats him. Now Chris Pratt realizes, oh shit. He didn't see him go behind, you know, behind the truck there. He most likely smelled him yes. or saw his, you know, thermal, whatever it happens to be. So probably the smartest thing I saw in this movie was Chris Pratt looks up and slashes because he carries a knife on his belt. He slashes the gas, the gas line of that car, of that truck and douses himself in it. Right. So that so was probably, yeah, that was probably the smartest thing uh, in this whole movie, I think. Yeah, probably. So yeah, so basically Chris Pratt makes it. He's fine. The dinosaur goes off and starts wanders off. Yeah, starts what doing whatever the fuck. So now everyone's freaked out. But what they're saying is they're going back to the control room and they're like, "This is what we're prepared for. You know, we we have this all set. If it gets closer to any of the other assets, it the sh- it's gonna get shocked. Like this is you know this is why we have all these things in place." And and Jake's like. Uh, you mean in case someone gets eaten? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So now they're not freaking out the way that they should be because they think that they have all the safety precautions ready. They think they're fine. Right, which is hysterical because they're going to use non-lethal force on something 
what looks to be at least twice the size of a T-Rex. Yeah, do they send out, is this when they send out the the tactical team or not? Uh, yeah, they send out the tactical team. They yeah. close. She starts closing anything. It, I mean, it's a five-mile radius before they start getting to guess, but she starts closing everything uh, bordering that. Right. So, so that's, that's where, why all those rides start shutting down. Yeah, so there's a bunch of things that happen. Vincent D'Onofrio is by himself with uh, Chris Pratt's helper with the Velociraptors, and he's, like, talking about, you know, he tries to, like, pet them and, like, all this kind of stuff, but talking about how, you know, they're needed for a greater, you know, all that kind of bullshit, and the helper's like, no, raptors shouldn't be used for that, and also mentions that they're female, you know, like like he was supposed to know, like I was supposed to know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, until they say it in the movie, how are you supposed to know that they're female or male? Because uh, if you've watched any of the other movies, but do you think Vincent D'Onofrio knows that? <laughs> no. <sighs> so yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so he tells that, and then the two kids who have run off by themselves, uh, they get in this gyrosphere thing, which is this huge circle, which is cool. I mean, if this Very really cool. existed, that'd be pretty damn cool. I mean, just think like zoos and those wild safari places should like make these things. Because uh, it'd be pretty cool. You're like in an almost indestructible thing that just goes in and out of where the dinosaurs are roaming. Right. And it's it's all like non-threatening ones. You know, ones oh, that no, are yeah, yeah. fighting all, and all yeah, that It's all the grazers and stuff like that. Now, before that, we, we, we missed this particular reference. They actually go to the SeaWorld section uh, of, of yes. this particular park. And that's where they watch the Mosasaur. Now, the Mosasaur is, um, I believe, one of the largest dinosaur skeletons that they've actually ever found. Yeah, the it's fucking huge. Twice the size of a killer, as of a um, humpback whale. Right. Yeah, it's, and it's got teeth. It looks kind of like a whale crossed with an alligator. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And yeah, and it comes up and it like jumps out of the water and eats this animal and goes down. Uh, and everyone gets right splashed. Like shark. Yeah, everyone gets. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a shark. Yeah, everyone gets splashed and it's like a, yeah, it's like a Sea World attraction. That, right. that kind of thing. I mean, even the announcer that's talking about it is like, oh, sometimes she's shy, so. You know, you have to, yeah, and then drar. We'll see if she'll do something for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it this, gives you a, a good reference. So that they did that on their own, and yeah, then they, now they're up at the park where they can actually sit in these little spheres and go and check out all the roaming herbivores. Yeah, and by the way, we did miss the part two where, for some reason, at one point they were like on a train, like going to one of these sections. The monorail. The and monorail. Yes. To the park. And at this moment, this is when the older one decides to fucking make fun of his younger brother because his parents are getting divorced. (laughs) Right, which is interesting. It was like, you got to be a man. And it's like, dude, he's a small kid. But you're right. I mean, in a way, he was kind of right. Like the kid, he he was trying to be, he was like, dude, we're going to get two Christmases and two Thanksgivings. And the little kid was being a little bitch. He was like, oh, you know, I'm going to cry about this. And he was just being that older brother that's like, shut the fuck up. Like, be an adult. So sensitive. <laughs> Me? I'm not. Yes. No, I know. So, yeah. So, I'm just like, so, he's now, now he's kind of feeling bad about that. I mean, that's the whole point is he's right. feeling, he's feeling bad about that. So, he's trying to, like, engage his younger brother and, like, stuff that he wants to do and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure you enjoyed uh, Jimmy Fallon being on <gasps> the, the intro video for yeah, their gyroscope see. thing? Yes, because actually uh, it's okay, so the way they do the way they make this reference is people it's not that they just have a stupid amount of money to be able to throw these celebrities to do this. Celebrities actually do this all the time. You'd be surprised how many 
actors and character actors and voiceover people lend themselves to these attractions. I can think of six different um, attractions off the top of my head at Disney that do this that are very recognizable. I know something at uh, Animal Kingdom. Like, they're, they do this. This is an actual thing that theme parks do do. But, of course, it's more fun with Jimmy Fallon because he's nuts anyway. Well, sure. And it's just that little thing. He's just introing, like, oh, hey, there's poison things. And, like, oh, is this real? And then he falls over because he got some of the poison on right. him. Like, all that. It's bulletproof glass. Yeah. And this thing, you have to worry about these things. It's a reassurance safety video kind of uh, a thing. Exactly. And I think you'd probably want to be a little reassured since you're going out there with these huge humongous dinosaurs all around yep. you. Like, you want to make sure. dinosaurs. Yeah, if they fucking right. stomp on you, you're going to be okay. Like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, kick you. You can't turn upside down because the way the gyrosphere works is you'll always be right side up and blah, blah, blah. Foreshadowing. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah. So they, they're off doing this. And then while the Indominus Rex is out, they decide, even though they don't know, they get called back, basically. Their whole. But for some reason, even though, and this was another, you know, it's just a stupid thing. But you would think that if the, if the ball gets called back, if they give a warning that everyone has to come back, that it would automatically do it. Yeah, it should you, be autopilot. Yeah, why would you let people still continue? So he, they're basically, so the older brother says, like, oh, we have VIP bands. Like, hey, let's go see some more of this. And then they end up going off-roading because there's a part of the fence that is missing. Uh, so they just go through it. But we'll, we'll get back to that first because right. while this so is also happening. I don't know if they're happening. trying to make a reference that the band somehow gives you special privileges, but I don't see how they would implement that on attractions. No, I don't think it does. I think he was just, he was trying to justify to the little kid that it's okay for them to continue on. That's all, that's all he was doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, they definitely didn't give them anything extra. Yeah, they were just, that. there's no way that that would override what the ball is supposed to do in an emergency situation. But, okay, so, and then this is another reference which I also kind of got a kick out of. So, obviously, when they do the full, you know, when they do the attraction closing, you cut over to the 16-year-old kid who's running the ride, who has to get on the speakerphone and be like, um, I'm sorry, guys, but the, the parks, this this attraction's down for right now. Of course, everybody's pissed and upset because yep. God knows how long they've waited to go on this thing. You can tell the line goes on forever. And I just love that he's just like, guys, I just work here. Yeah, I, like, just, I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my – I didn't make the call. This is I just do what they tell me. <laughs> yeah. So all these people now have to go back to the main, like, city walk area of the park. That's that's what they're saying, right? Yes, pretty yeah, much. Because right. everything they're, they're in that closing – the, yeah, yeah, they're closing the attractions, anything north of whatever point. Right, exactly. So then while this is also happening, they dispatch a train, quote-unquote, train group of uh, – of uh, park security that's supposed to be able to bring in assets uh, if they were to escape, you know, that kind of thing. So they send and them they out there. And they had some sort of fun acronym here. Let me see if I can look it up. Keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're basically, they are armed, but they're armed with non-lethals. And that's when somehow, I'm still not sure, Chris Pratt, like, breaks into the control room. And everyone's like, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, he's like, that is a killer that is a killing machine. It was able to cloak its thermal. Like, why would it be able to cloak its thermal? Like, what type of dinosaurs did you splice in with this? And no one will tell him. And he's like, you need to go after this dinosaur with guns. Like, you need to kill it. It needs to be dead. And the owner says, but we have millions of dollars wrapped in these. And he goes, but there are 20,000 people out there. This is a dinosaur that is does not know what it is. It only knows it can kill. 
like it you know it's unstable like all that kind of stuff and he's right absolutely right he's absolutely right um even for being the animal lover that he is he knows that this is not an animal. Yeah, this Th- is a re- no. This is a monster you've created, and yeah. um, it's just testing to see what the hell it can do. So while they're while the guys, did you get the acronym? Um, it's just ACU. It's the Acid Containment Unit. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's not that exciting. No, <laughs> it's all right. So the before the before the containment unit gets like right where the tracker is, Chris Pratt again is like. No, don't let them like get. The, he's like they're all gonna die. Gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> they this, are this all is gonna, gonna die. Yeah, which I kind of like this reference because it, it's very much watching aliens or watching Predator, oh. where, like they have them all on the screen and you just yep. watch them one by one, just yeah. like drop. All their lifelines are on the screen, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I love. You know, anytime someone's got their lifeline on the screen, it's not gonna, gonna be die. good. No, yeah, this, this is gonna <laughs> go poorly quickly. Yep. So the main guy, the main guy goes over and he sees you hear the beeping and the flashing. And basically, there's like a mound of meat there with the tracker in it. And it's like the blood hasn't clotted. It's still around, you know, that kind of thing. And right there, you know, and that's where the trailer comes into because they have the line. It's like, how did he know or how did it know to to remove the tracker? And Chris Pratt's like, it remembered where they put it in. Like, you know, it's so (laughs) douchey, so fucking douchey. And all these, by the way, anytime things like that are said, there's music cues. It's it's like Batman versus Superman. It's like the the most how are these people feeling? Now let's do expedited music. Like, you know, to really hammer it home. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll make sure if you don't get the point, you're gonna get the point. Oh yeah. You're getting that you're getting that point. If they're not emoting, you're gonna get it from the music. <laughs> so the it turns out that the Indominus Rex is like camouflaged and just waiting for them. So they're oh, all. Oh no! Yeah, it totally fucked. pulls a predator move and just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's when they're like, "It's camouflaged." Blah blah. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. I'm gonna crunch. step on you and squish you and eat you. Yeah. yeah. Crunchy, crunchy, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and everyone in the control room's like, "Oh, they're like shaking their head. They're like, oh no.' Um, <laughs> so, so that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work whatsoever. Uh, and then I think was it around somewhere around this time that Claire gets the call. That the kids aren't with, that the kids aren't with Morgana, or she makes a call and Morgana's like she's they're not here. Yes, something she like she calls she calls the babysitter. It's uh, yeah, something like that. Right, and because then, then Claire calls what's his name? Uh, Claire calls the teenager, and that's when the phone starts going off. Before that, oh, ends. that's late. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right, but uh, but also so Indominus Rex kills these people, and then he goes off and does what, or she goes off and does whatever she wants. And at this point, too, I think the owner, the owner goes and talks to Dr. Wu. And that's where they have this conversation where Dr. Wu's like, why would you make this creature like, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, you told me. He was like, he's basically just making fun of the owner. He's like, you told me to make a, I think the word is cooler dinosaur. Like you wanted it more aggressive. You wanted more teeth. You're like, where do you think that stuff comes from? Like, these are real animals that, you know what I mean? Like, that's, and he's like, well, why would you make a camouflage? And he starts talking about, like, the tree frog DNA that they used. And- right, right. He's kind of, he's coming, yeah, yeah, because, so it, it was able to get under in uh, thermal technology, like, technology is able to hide itself that way. And that was the tree frog thing. And then when it's able to change fish. its color, right, right well, yeah. yeah, the cuttlefish is cuttlefish. when it was able to changes color when it feels like it's under arrest but we had to you know add all these extra chromosomes to it to get 
the look you were going for, but obviously this also gives it these features as well. Yeah. So he's basically just calling that guy stupid. He's right. like, this is what you told me to do, and I did it. You signed off on it. Like, other people will do this if we're not doing it. Like, And he's like, you're pretending like all the other dinosaurs aren't the same. Like, they're real 100%. He's like, no, all the things we've made, you, we fill in the genome. Like, you have to. There's yeah, always There is missing... no pure dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't always... look anything like what you'd want them to look like. Right. So he's be- he's basically bit-slapping this this owner saying, like, fuck you. You know, we did right. what you said. This is exactly what you yeah. wanted me to do. And the owner's telling him, well, fuck you, because now I'm closing this all down. Like, you'll never do any more. They're going to seize your work and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, that's going to come up later on. Right, right. Well, see, I also, this is one of my quotes that I actually really enjoyed from this movie, um, which B.D. Wong does say to him. He's like, because the guy says, you didn't create dinosaurs, you created a monster. And he's like, monster is a relative term. To a canary, a cat's a monster. We're just used to being the cat. Right. Yes, I do remember that one. I think this. I think that's about when I turned off the second time. <laughs> it's like right after that quote. <laughs> and I'm done with this. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, then, where where do we go from here? I think it's now it's the kids, right? Right. So they get obviously they wandered out of the paddock they're supposed to be in, and they come across um, four dinosaurs. And he's, the little kid's like, there's not four dinosaurs, there's five dinosaurs here. And of course the brother's like, I thought you are supposed to be a genius, there's only four here. Which they never brought up before, too. No, and right. It's like, okay, so why'd you throw that in there? Because he never helps later on, either. Uh, it's, it's not no, like yeah. he does anything genius. Yeah. No, no, no. He doesn't suddenly rewire something and like, oh, wow, you know, nothing like that. No. So, yeah, so the, the, he's like, oh, yeah, aren't you supposed to be a genius? There's four. And then you see the silhouette or the reflection of the Indominus Rex behind them in the gyrosphere. So now you've got your first, like, real big action <gasps> sequence. Right. Where they're, you know, running for their lives or rolling for their lives. And the Indominus Rex is trying to figure out how to eat these. Now, I don't remember what the name of these dinosaurs are. Yeah, I can't remember what these but are. But they either. have they have a big tail with like a huge block on the end, which right, is they look huge. like giant turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with with uh, yeah, they've got spikes on their shit. Like they basically have a shell. They're like um like an armadillo and a like not scorpion, but there's a tail that can be used as a weapon. Like yeah, that's a, it. That's yeah, the it's thing. A hammer. Yeah. So this what this was kind of cool was the Indominus Rex was just trying to fucking eat it. It was just trying to eat it, but realized trying for the shell didn't work because the shell is too hard and then trying for the tail doesn't work because he's going to get hit in the face with the tail so he had to like figure out he tried to eat the face but couldn't right away so he had to roll it over onto its back and like rip its inside stomach out kind of thing because right, right. that was the only place where the soft under texture is yeah exactly yeah. so I that was my thing is to even get to these four dinosaurs Indominus pretty much just drop kicks that ball and shoots them off spinning which is kind of hysterical yeah it so it's like you're in my way i need to eat these things so yeah so the kids are just like obviously how i would have threw up all over the inside of that oh most most likely yes yeah and their phone so now they're they are upside down they're they're now upside down they can't move and they're trying to like get out but that's when the phone rings and unfortunately that extra noise is kind of even though i doubt it would have left them alone anyways but the indominus rex is now on top of them uh, because of the noise from the phone. Yeah. There's something in this ball that I want to eat. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's such a, like, uh, you know, I'm sure many people have said it, 
probably. I don't know if they said it as straightforward as this. The Adamus Rex is a fucking dick. Like, it's no, a shitty... It's a toddler, really, because it's one of those, okay, I'm going to come over here and destroy this. Okay, that's not fun anymore. I'm going to come over here and destroy this. Okay, that's not fun anymore. Ooh, what are you? Can I break you? Like, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a fucking dick. That's what yeah. it is, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so it's like, okay, how do I get fucking in here? So it starts, you know, beating the ball and like stomping on it and trying to eat it. So, yeah, trying to bite it and stuff. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then, so the glass gets cracked and all that kind of stuff. So the kids are able to fall out of it and then like hide when it gets slammed on top of them again, which is very unlikely. Uh, but then the ball rolls away and they run. And I guess the Indominus Rex didn't see them right away because they had a little bit of a head start. Right, and it was still trying to un- get it kind of crunched into the ball and had to get it itself out of the yeah, ball, like you its know? teeth out of the bit down yeah. onto it. Yeah. yeah. Now before that, they did a good throwback where they actually did that pointer's perspective where the kids' feet are because they're kind of upside down. Yeah. Kids' feet are up in the air as this thing sort of crunch on it, and it's a throwback to the first movie in the um, Explorer when the kids are getting eaten through the sunroof. Yes, exactly. And then I guess if this was in 3D, there's also a part where the claw goes through it, and you're oh, supposed yeah, to be like, ah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was bad not. 3D technique. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the kids run and they run and they get to a waterfall. And as the Indominus Rex is coming, the big one's like, we got to jump. And the little one doesn't want to. And then they both jump at the same time when the Indominus Rex is about to eat them in the air. Uh, and yeah, they jump off of the waterfall and they survive, which, yeah, I guess it's realistic enough. I think they probably would. It didn't seem like it was like rapids and shit. Uh, but the Indominus Rex is a is a wuss and doesn't want to do the jump. So it gets mad and roars and then runs away. Yeah, pretty. it's one of those, eh, fuck it, I got other stuff I can deal with right now. Like, I'll come back to you when I get bored. Like, it's not, you're not worth pursuing. Right. Right. So then they're all happy that they made it. Of course, as you would think they would be. Uh, but they're still lost. They don't know, you know, where are they going to go? That kind of thing. Uh, right. So now they travel through and... And what they have to do now is so Claire, Claire realizes that they are lost and doesn't know where they are. So they use the tracking system to find out where they are. And then she goes and she gets Chris Pratt to help her uh, with the tracking of the of the kids. <laughs> and he's got a gun, by the way. He does have a gun right now. So but I mean, still, it's you might as well have a pea shooter with this damn thing. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he takes her and they. Uh, and they pretty much find, you know, the opening in the cage and they find uh, where the ball is. And she thinks she, they're dead, but, you know, he finds the tracks of their feet and they follow it to the waterfall. And this is where you have another one of those kind of like sexist moments, I guess, <laughs> or whatever, misogynistic moments. Because he's like, I'm going to go track them. Uh, they're still alive. I'm going to go track them. And you need to go home. You need to go yeah, back. Much. Yeah, you need to go, go back. Away. And she takes, so she takes her like pantsuit, I guess. I don't even know what it is. And she's she, in a skirt, which is even better. And she, um, she just takes her jacket and like ties it in half. Rolls like, up okay, her so sleeves. Yeah, I'm good to go. Rolls up the sleeves really? and like puts her hands on her hips. And he's like, and this was, I did laugh like, at this. Yeah, I did laugh at this because he goes, what is that supposed to mean? And she's <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. And he's like. You wouldn't last a second with those ridiculous heels on, and then she has to like show him that she's woman and er. I'm fine. Doesn't yeah, matter. Arr. So uh, he tells her he uses a bunch of like his training on animals, I guess, on her, where he's like, "You have to do everything I say," and she doesn't respond to that well. So then he's like, "Hey, don't worry about it. 
like well, we're gonna find you know what i mean like it's all yeah, these yeah. animal tricks on women uh Pretty much. which i don't know if they're trying to tell guys that that's a good way to keep like track of your girl uh i'm not exactly sure but that seemed to be what they were doing so yeah uh then <laughs> where, where are they going from here Okay, so you cut back over to the kids, and the kids have actually stumbled upon the original um, uh, main habitat. And not the main habitat, it was the main building that you come into. It's the building where um, you first enter into uh, the first visitor center. That's yeah, the, for the for. first Jurassic Park. That's yes, the visitor the center. Old, yeah, yeah. We've managed to find the old park. So this is supposed to make all of you huge fans of the original like freak out. It it because well, that main foyer is the obviously the closing scene to the last movie where the T Rex takes out the Velociraptors and of course it's when the banner falls and it says when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Yes, and that's what they find, right? They find that banner. The banner's still on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird that they never cleaned up this whole thing. Yeah, the, I like. Yeah, it's pretty much it's an abandoned Disney park. We're just gonna walk away and pretend like this isn't here anymore, and just kind of board it up a little bit. Right, right. And then, uh, then they also find a jeep. Right, they find one of the classic jeeps. Right. Yeah, and then for some reason, I mean, this is fine. This is uh, you know they had to further the plot. They just say, oh, basically, hey, remember when we, remember when we uh, redid our grandfather's jeep or whatever. And then no, they uh, they actually made a reference to a Malibu, and I'm like, oh, oh then you sorry. won't be able to fix this at all. Oh, okay, so it was even worse then. So yeah, <laughs> no, it's way worse. <laughs> yeah, but they Remember did. We helped Grandpa with his Malibu, and I'm like, not even close to the same thing. But yeah, they did it though. They, they did it with some. Must be that genius level of an intellect right there. True, where they didn't even say where they were getting the parts from or anything like no. that. They just there, there it is. That's fine. You just gotta switch up the battery. It's fine. It's only been sitting there 20 years. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. <laughs> so they get that going, and then somehow. I, I this is this is so funny. Somehow Chris Pratt and and Claire are like a minute away from them. Like so ridiculously close that they hear the Jeep pull out and they probably could have yelled to them and would have heard, but of course they also don't want to attract any dinosaurs too. So that made a little yeah. bit of sense. But there's another Jeep there and Chris Pratt's like, How did they do that? And that's the question I was just asking. Right. I have no idea how they did that. Uh, but while they're there, the Indominus Rex is like right next to them. So they have to hide behind the Jeep that's left. It's basically like a little garage. And the Indominus Rex like sticks his head. So these are one of those moments. His gun's away from him. And he does. he's like telling her to be quiet. And the Indominus Rex like puts his whole head in but can't see them. But knows something is there. So he disappears. Chris Pratt gets his gun. And he, they think everything's fine, but then the Indominus Rex crashes in from the top. Of course. You know, and, and looking for them. Uh, I don't even remember how they get away from it at that point. They just ran. Yeah, I think yeah, so. They I just they ran. Were able to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now, I'm not sure. So right now, there are the, the, the last of the people that can fight the Indominus Rex are, are you know, gathering up their stuff, getting ready. And the rest of the ACU units getting together, um, and then obviously uh, Owen, Chris Pratt, makes reference to the fact that they actually do have pretty much a Tommy gun that they can attach to a helicopter, and which would absolutely take this thing out. I mean, it's an, it's an anti-tank kind of gun. Right. And they're like, well, who's going to fly it? And the owner says he'll fly it. Of course. Yeah. You know, not somebody actually trained to do any type of 
combat. No, and I, flying absolutely copters, not. Just, just, you know, I, it's my park. I do what I want. Yeah. So he goes ahead and he gets in. They get him within firing range of the Indominus Rex and they, they start shooting, but of course they miss. And it just happens that they're close to the pterodactyl uh, oh, area, yes, right? The bird cage. Yeah, the bird cage. Yep. So Indominus Rex is like, I don't give a shit. And like runs into the birdcage there. And that freaks out all of them. But then he starts like talking to them, kind of, or something. And he squawks at them. Yeah, he's like squawking at them. And then the birds leave. And as they're leaving, they like attack the helicopter. Um, which, with precision, by the way, because yes. they rip the guy on the minigun out. And then they take out the co pilot by like ramming. One just like flies in, rams its sharp beak through the glass into the guy's chest, and then just pulls out and is fine. Like it's not like it's stuck in there or anything. Right. It's like perfect. And then the owner just crash lands inside the uh, inside the bird cage, making an explosion where the Indominus Rex and all the rest like just escape throughout there. So he's dead. Right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's gone. No, no coming back from that. Uh, so now, now all the birds are out. Now all the pterodactyls are out. So they cut back to now the kids have made it back somehow. Still not sure how this happened. They have made it back to the main city walk park area. Um, and Morgana, who hasn't even been looking for them apparently, is there as well. And it's like, I got eyes on them. I found, you know, she's calling uh, Claire and letting her know. And Claire's like, don't let them out of your sight. We're on our way. Uh, but what else is on their way is all those fucking pterodactyl. Right? <laughs> so yes. there's an announcement. There's Supply an announcement, by the way, that tells everyone, get the fucking doors because yes. there's been a breach. You need right. to get inside now. Like, I wish, I actually wish their announcements had been more like. Blunt. Yeah, g- get the fuck inside. Like, if you yeah. heard that on announcement, maybe you would do it because apparently <laughs> hearing that announcement and seeing. Tons and tons of pterodactyl flying and picking people up and killing them makes everyone run out of the buildings, which I don't understand. <laughs> I'm still, I'm like, you're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, right. why didn't which you I stay? Mean, mob mentality with humans, not super successful anyway. Yeah, that's so true. that's true. I just would have thought someone would have had the foresight to be like, maybe we should stay indoors. Maybe oh, the no, flying yeah. creatures wouldn't be able to get us. Yes. Yeah. Plus, if they were like, if they were inside and they were walking around, you could kick one of them in the face. Like, don't worry about it. Like, they have those noses, but just kick them in the face. Like, stamp on them. I don't know. All right, what does it matter? They're pterodactyls. They can't fucking open doors. Stay inside. Yeah, that's the other thing. And I mean, I understand since it's hot, maybe all doors are open, but still, like, cool. Then you go to a back room. Like, yeah, really? Like, it, you just keep going further into the building. It's not really <laughs> that difficult, but apparently, it was for everyone on this island. Because they all ran out. So now the pterodactyl are just like picking people, random people up and killing them or flying off with them. And then, you know, Chris Pratt and and Claire show up with some other people and they're firing and they're taking some out. And then for some reason, I, I don't know if you were supposed to care about her maybe. Or maybe you just weren't because this is who they decided to do it to. But the pterodactyls like pick up Morgana and they start tossing her around. Like, they're just, like, throwing her around. I guess, I don't know, they focus on her, so I don't know if you're supposed to feel sorry for her or something. But then she's over the water, 
and you're like, oh no, that that'll be okay. She's over the water, but then you forget that that huge fucking the mosasaur. the mosasaur is there. So that's that scene that you see in the trailer where it jumps up from the water and eats her and the pterodactyl in one bite and comes down. So you're like, oh well, I guess, yeah, I guess the helper died. Like, okay. Sure. Yeah, that one was kind of a. Eh, she's kind of a throwaway. Just like I kind of feel like with Mutsuri, he's kind of a throwaway too. I'm like, okay, well, you're starting to kill off, quote unquote, more main characters, but like you haven't. There's no real threat yet. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. So yeah, so then, uh, you know, Claire's shooting uh, pterodactyls, and he's shooting pterodactyls, and other people who are part of the unit that are still left are shooting pterodactyls, and one of the pterodactyls oh, okay. gets on the back of Chris Pratt. Yeah. And Claire goes by and like stomps the shit out of that bird. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and what's funny is the kids see it, but still don't think she's a badass. They no, think yeah. that they think that he's the badass still. Right. So even though they saw her do this cool thing and basically save his life, probably, uh, they mentioned they get in like a in a jeep and they're like, "Can we stay with you?" And Claire goes, "Oh, of course, we'll never leave yeah, you." Honey, I'm leaving you again. Yeah, and they go, "No, no, no, no. We mean him." And it's like, well, fuck you, little kids. Like, she did a lot. Like, right. once again, more misogynistic things put out by the Hollywood media, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun thing about that particular scene, there's actually a great Easter egg in it. Um, What's and that? this is where they are straight up making fun of um, uh, Universal. Universal is known that they have the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville restaurants. Yeah, actually, and there I, is one in I Jurassic there. World. Yeah. Is there really? Yeah. Okay. There is one. If you actually look, they'll do a full screen of when the pterodactyls are coming in, and there is a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville right there in the corner. Yeah. And they do a close up of this guy holding two margaritas, running from Margaritaville into the other building, <laughs> and that is Jimmy Buffett. Oh, is it real? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, I would do the same thing. At least he was smart enough. Like, let's get some alcohol and let's get a, let's let's hide a little <laughs> I'm bit. Get fucked up, and I'm going to hide in this building. Yeah. And that, by the way, is the best part of Margaritaville is the margaritas. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was not a fan. Because I went to Orlando, so we were trying right. to find a place to eat, and there's really not that many places to eat. So no. we were just like, eh, okay, we'll do we'll do Margaritaville this night. Um, I I forget where we ate one of the other times. Um, oh, that NBC Sports Bar yes. place or whatever. No. Yeah, no. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. No, 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 not too great. Uh, we ate it. Well, we didn't eat at Moe's. We drank at Moe's. Um, nice. Moe's Tavern. Yeah, that was fun. Like, yeah, that is fun. It's a little overpriced, but of course it's going to be. But they give you a good amount of alcohol for the price you're paying for it. Nice. So it's not too bad. But yeah, anyway, that's side side topics and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they they get out and they, the whole thing is now uh, Chris Pratt gets told that they're going to use the Velociraptors uh, to hunt the Indominus Rex. And he's like, fuck no. Like, oh, we got to get over there. Uh, so he drives over there and punches Vincent D'Onofrio in the face, uh, you know, like, and, but technically Vincent D'Onofrio is right. Like they probably should do something to try and hunt down the Indominus Rex. Right. Like what is, what is their other option? They have no other options. Well, I mean, they pretty much figured out that they're just going to end up killing all the tourists in the park anyway. Might as well just, you know, yeah. let the Velociraptors go. Whatever, I guess, <laughs> InGen in comes in. InGen comes in with their own like fleet of, I guess they're supposed to be bad guys, 
something like that. Um, their uh, whole- well, yeah, no, InGen is uh, um, also, like, they kind of talk about this a little bit, that Matsuri doesn't really know where all his money is, and that the fact that there are military um, profits that he is making off this, and it's that side of the corporation that comes in. Right, yeah, like that kind of thing. So, And it's weird because they, they make them seem like they're the bad guys because when the helicopter brings them in, the one guy sees the pterodactyl and, like, takes out his gun and, like, dead shots him right there and then, like, smiles at the guys and then they go on. It's like, well, really, it's probably a good idea. Like, good job killing that thing that's been killing things. Like, exactly. It's not, you know what I mean? That's not really a bad guy thing. And, by the way, they're not used in, like, any of this for the rest of the time. Like, they're not good. Like, it's not like that guy ends up being, like, a master sniper for the rest of the movie. Like, right. <laughs> there's just there's no congruency in this whatsoever. So one of the things they also do while they're there, though, is they take Dr. Wu and they take all of his research. Like, they take all of his shit um, and they take him as well because Vincent D'Onofrio has, like, some backroom agreement with him. Um, and I didn't really right, get... That's, well, that's where you figure out that you come to find out that Indominus is actually has been created for a military purpose. That's why he has camouflage... That's why she can um, she can get under um, thermal detection. Like right. that's where this comes. That's where that relationship's made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, that's that's where they you know everyone's freaking out and blah 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 and uh, everyone's leaving. I think at this point too, right? Everyone's leaving the control room because basically it's being taken over by InGen. So right. they you know they let them you know that's where Jake like calls Claire and lets her know everything that's happening and you know blah blah all that kind of stuff so Chris Pratt begrudgingly accepts the role of leading the Raptors because Vincent D'Onofrio says look this is happening with or without you so what are you going to do and Chris Pratt's like okay well I guess the lesser two evils is me being in control of this situation so he goes ahead and they get the InGen guys or some of them anyways and they get the Raptors and the whole thing is a hunt-and-seek mission. They're going to get the Indominus Rex, and they're going to kill it, and the Raptors are going to lead them. So it's basic. You know, it's basic premise of what they've been going through already. Uh, the kids and Claire are in this, like, armored truck, I guess, kind of thing, like, waiting, and they can watch the feed. And she's not letting them watch the feed, which is really dumb. Like, right. why not just let I've them watch? I've already watched a bunch of people get killed. Like, really? Yeah. Like, and this is dinosaurs killing dinosaurs like really yeah who cares so the raptors go ahead and they and they find indominus rex and (laughs) they're all set up to shoot it right but the raptors get to him and chris pratt's like there's something wrong and then this is and this was laugh out loud to me they started (laughs) fucking talking to each other so the raptors are going like walk 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 (laughs) and the indominus rex is going rah 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 (laughs) <laughs> and i just started laughing and chris pratt's like oh no uh they have a new alpha because the raptors just like look at them and now they're like a team because right. it turns out he's like oh no now i realize why they wouldn't tell me you know what was in the indominus rex there's also raptor in of it. course yeah so <laughs> now it's a fight everyone versus the raptors and indominus rex now mind you that's still a throwback that's a throwback to the third movie i tried to block that movie out as much i'm just saying because yeah they were able to actually 3d print the vocal cords of a raptor and that's how they were able to communicate with raptors in the third movie 
That's pretty cool. They should have yeah. done that in this movie. Like, why why didn't Chris Pratt have that in his whole Got training it. session? Right. <laughs> oh well. So they uh, so now the Raptors are attacking everyone and they're picking off all the InGen people. And you know, Chris Pratt and his helper are fine though. They even though the Raptors are trying to kill them as well, they're the ones that you know get away. And they're pretty much the right. only ones because. Uh, some leftover InGen people somehow get back to the to the armored truck where the kids and for some reason open up the doors like tell them to leave but open up the doors so they can get in and and it's like guys let's not be selfish again like these are little kids why did you open up the doors to try and get in yourself when you already know you're dead like there's no right. real point to doing that so they, they you know they drive off and Claire's driving and a few of the raptors are trying to like outflank her and all this stuff and then Chris Pratt comes up on his motorcycle and blah 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 they you know they they stop the raptors from from getting in is there any was there any even part of that that was fun i don't know eh, it's all pretty predictable yeah yeah so now is this the, they drove into the city walk area right Yes. Yeah. They've come into yeah, they're they're still backstage before you actually but yeah, they're right there where that main yep. is. And they run into they run into the laboratory, the control laboratory area. Yes. Yeah. And then that's where Vincent D'Onofrio is there and basically does his whole bad guy tell them what's happening monologue yeah yeah exactly like you got oh, me monologuing yeah. oh you can't get the monologuing <laughs> always got to get the monologue so yeah he's telling him his whole scheme with the government and blah 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 and that that dr Wu was working with them the whole time and blah blah blah, blah, blah. um <laughs> and i don't know why but i guess he wants to kill all of them i i don't know what the end game is uh but one of the raptors i forget it, do you remember which one it was because they all have their names. Blue. Was it blue? Okay. Probably. So, yeah, it's one. Of, yeah, something like that. Um, gets in and basically just like kills Vincent D'Onofrio. Shocking. And, yeah, shocking. And they run away. They don't get anything. Jake. Jake somehow. Oh, Jake decides to stay as well. I, I think we might have skipped this part. So the InGen oh, no, no, people. Yeah, you gotta, I was waiting for you to cover this. Oh part. yeah. This so hysterical. the the InGen people are leaving because they got all their data and everything that they want. And so it's Lauren Lapkiss and Jake, and and Jake's like, I, I'm gonna stay. He's like, he he wants to go down Somebody's with the ship. To stay. Yeah, yes. he wants to help. He wants to help. You know, uh, it's Claire kind of the and Samuel L. Jackson character. Like it's that kind of. We'll figure it out. It, it'll be fine. Yeah, that kind of thing. But before Lauren Lapkiss leaves, he walks up to her and he tries to kiss her, <laughs> and she pulls back and is like, I have a I have a boyfriend, boyfriend. and he's like. You uh, never, you never talk about, <laughs> you never talk. I was like, I thought this was a cool moment, so that was actually, I was. Com- right. That was really funny, and she's was like, "We're at work, and I was being professional." Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But he's obviously not that professional because he's got all of his little dinosaurs. Oh no! And yeah. he's got the Jurassic yeah. World Jurassic shirt. T-shirt. He's yeah, drink. Yeah. He's drinking out of the big mug, you know, the Jurassic Park mug and everything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was I did like that moment because it would have been very cliche. If he would have been able to make out with her for that second, you know what I mean, right? Uh, so he does, better. yeah. So he does stay behind to help out Claire and everyone. So uh, they run away from the raptor, and one of their distraction methods is to hit the Dilophosaur, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, the 3D thing, the hologram, and it like stops the Velociraptor for a little bit, and they get outside. And now they're in the main city walk area, but then all the other raptors are there. So they're like, oh, shit, this is kind of like the dead time 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna die. But Chris Pratt, you know, starts talking to them like they're his buddies. You know, hey, yo, this is how it's gonna be. You know, all this right. kind of stuff. You know, he's talking to Blue. He's like, what? This is, this is how it's gonna be. Um, and somehow, I don't know how did he. I, I don't even know how it happened, but the Indominus Rex shows up, and I'm guessing, you know, starts squawking, like, rawr, 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 rawr. and yeah. I'm guessing he's saying, like, fucking finish him off, like, what's the deal, and right. that's when, like, Blue turns on him, and then all the raptors are like, oh, no, I guess we're friends with this guy who we tried to kill a bunch of other times, like, it, there was no... Nothing made sense in this moment of why. Yeah, for some reason there was just now there's suddenly a group of loyalty. Yeah, it was like a face turn in wrestling. Like they were they were the heels, (laughs) they were the heels, and then you're like, oh no, they're gonna attack them, and they're like, ah, face turn. Now we're against the bad guy again. So I I I don't know what the deal was, but yeah, something for some reason. So that but then Blue gets fucking taken out. Like Indominus Rex throws him against the wall, um, and he's like out. And then proceeds, the other raptors start, like, jumping on him, trying to attack. And I think he takes all them out, too, right? He doesn't take all... He takes out... There's one left. He doesn't, like... Well, Blue's, like, it's, it, Blue come back, it's, comes back later. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like... It's the initial... I mean, it's the recreation of the T-Rex Jurassic, uh, um, Jurassic Park scene. Yeah, exactly. So, while this is happening, they're, they're trying to get away, obviously, but the Indominus Rex is still trying to get them and all this kind of stuff, so they're hiding. And then Claire has the idea based on, like, merchandise or something that, right. why, don't, why don't I go get the T-Rex? And then right. the T-Rex can fight the Indominus Rex. And doesn't tell anyone, by the way. She no, no, just, no, she just does this all on her own. Yeah, she does this all on her own. Goes, lets out with a flare gun lets out the fucking tr- the T-Rex who you only saw like briefly in the which, movie which by the way is a throwback to every single movie oh absolutely the red oh, flare no yep. doubt no doubt about it yeah i guess i guess if you ever want a T-Rex to like pay attention to you or not pay attention to you you should have a flare gun on you always like, for sure. always the red flare yeah <laughs> so flare. she lets it out it follows her. She's able to let it chase her the entire way somehow in her heels. Running in heels. Yeah, and yep. not get killed by the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, and brings it. And this is where I go, oh, so they let a fucking three-year-old write this. Like this, I can't imagine any grown person going like, oh, okay, all right. So the the raptors, so the Indominus Rex is gonna kill them, but you know how everyone loves the raptors. So let's have the raptors attack the Indominus Rex. But then who does everyone really love? Like how cool would it be to have the Tyrannosaurus Rex fight Indominus Rex with raptors? Like bam, mind blown. Like I can't imagine. Like this is that that joke about uh how like a five year old wrote the Fast and the Furious uh scenes. <laughs> because just like but then but then he drives real fast. He drives exactly. real fast, and then they do a flip. And then they drive and they get away from the cops. Like that's that's what I imagined is they just had a whole little kid studio thing and we're like, Hey guys, what would you like to see in a movie where there's these dinosaurs? And they'd just be like, Have them fight. Like that'd be really cool. Like and that's, and that's what this is. <laughs> just yeah but i mean it, uh, come on this is a foregone conclusion we all knew this is going to happen like really well i think they put in the fucking trailer like uh, they weren't even cool enough to let this yeah but stand. the twist isn't in the trailer which is actually kind of nice uh what's the twist uh indominus isn't killed by the t-rex uh, indominus uh, is killed by the mosasaur right oh sure 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 
Yeah, so and I guess we just ruined the twist. And it, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's also one of those things where like it completely proves um, bigger is always better. Um, I yes, I don't want. <laughs> I don't really want <laughs> that going out. I, I don't want that being the takeaway from this podcast. Yes, <laughs> and see, as a feminist, that's what I'm sticking with. Oh, what a what a oh. misogynist, sexist thing oh. to say. Damn straight. <laughs> yes, yes, so. Yeah, I mean, what we they, could even throw in like a motion ocean, but it's still a pretty big. I, th- ocean. I actually, I thought about that too. Yes, there was lots of motion in that ocean. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Uh, yeah, they they're fighting, and basically they're not showing all of it. But basically, the T Rex is still kind of getting his ass handed to him. Uh, but Blue is there trying to help as well. So it's two dinosaurs against the Indominus Rex. And the Indominus Rex is a bigger T Rex with longer arms. That's really the main difference between the right. two so the wreck it's got a reach yeah it's definitely got a reach so he's beating the t-rex and he's about to he's about to kill it before blue like saves him and then right. now they both fight against uh against the indominus and they're fighting all the way back and basically it looks like the indominus rex could probably still take on oh, both take of them, them absolutely, like he yeah. could probably still do it but he's close enough to the water that yeah, the Mosasaur just jumps just, out of just bucket. jumps up and just eats him. Bam, yeah. Awesome. And my only my my thing about that part though too was so what was stopping the Mosasaur from doing that when other people used to just stand next to the ocean? No, I, exactly. Because <laughs> there's nothing. It's just attached. Because the whole time I'm just like it didn't break through anything to get there. I was gonna say so, there were no like the first movie they have the fences fail like there's nothing that like turned off protection that suddenly this thing can do that. Yeah. So that is interesting. So I was just like wow like tens of twenties of people that just happen to be hanging out there at any point could have just been killed by a mosasaur. Right. So yeah, it takes and then it takes the Indominus Rex like into the water and then you don't see it again. And then right. the the Tyrannosaurus just like looks at the raptor and i guess this is another kid thing that i would think too where instead of like being like oh they should fight it's like oh no they should be friends now yeah no we're cool yeah they're and basically that's i i'm pretty sure they each gave each other a kind of head nod oh yeah there's a nod there and be like yeah and then went yeah and then went on their opposite directions so (laughs) blue comes back to chris pratt or gives him a nod basically too and then runs away yes (laughs) all right all right, guys. I, I see what you did here. Uh, so uh, I think this is where everything's pretty much done. They cut yes, to... we've covered everything. Yeah, they cut uh, to yeah, a warehouse. They, yeah. Right, which is pretty much come pick up um, your surviving victims. And there were plenty of, like, yeah. I don't know how many thousands of people that was. It's probably not 20. Um, I'm no. assuming many people were killed. Uh, but, yeah, it's basically like a first aid warehouse basic thing. And then the parents show up. Uh, the parents show up and are so happy to see their kids, of course, like all that kind of stuff. And then they see, you know, the Cl- Claire thinks she's going to get reamed out by her sister, but she only gets a hug and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But I, I, I mentioned this. So I thought that it would be really funny if the girlfriend of the of the older kid, if she had shown up as well. Like, I thought that would be a very funny moment to, like, tie everything together that she was just so excited that he wasn't dead and then he didn't care about seeing her. Like, I thought that would... (laughs) Or even was... Even if he was excited to see her and she had kind of soured, like, (laughs) like that kind of thing. Like, why didn't you text me every day? You know, like, that kind of thing. I thought that would have worked, but there was none of that. It was just, you know, the family being there and then Claire walks off 
and goes to Chris Pratt and she's like, so what now? And he's like, I think we should stay together for survival. <gasps> and then, yeah, they walk away together. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, maybe it is the whole, you know, size matters things. I, I don't know. Yeah, telling you. I don't know. Once again, very sexist and misogynistic, though. It's not. I'm sorry. This is survival of the fittest. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying before. I mean, I, I didn't care who died on that island because obviously they weren't that fit. You know, it's just the, mm. the way it was. So that is the end of the movie. So I, I did not see any extra scenes, right? There was there no. a hidden scene or anything? And I haven't watched the Blu-ray yet. If there was deleted crap, so oh, I can't okay. tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> probably, but yeah, I mean, but well, they leave well, it open. Sure, see, I bet the gags are actually kind of funny. Yeah, not gonna I, lie. They leave it open. They leave it right. open because uh, Doctor Wu is still alive and he's with Ingen. So and they took all of his shit. So right. that's still going. I mean, there could be anything. So there is definitely. They've already released the poster or whatever. They released the teaser poster. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. So here's my end. Here's my end thought. Like we're obviously we're making fun of it. We're joking around about it. I just I felt so indifferent to this movie. Like it wasn't okay. that it was so bad. It, it's one of those movies you put in. The, that's why I had to watch it one and a half times because I put it on <laughs> in the background and I was just like, oh, I completely forgot. Like, wait, where is this? And that's why I had to ask a couple times. Like, right. where did we go from here? Because right. none of it really mattered. It, no. It's just a monster movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that's the kind of thing. So I just I felt so indifferent towards this movie, which I think sometimes is worse than hating it. Mm. I don't know. That's I mean that was our debate from the Fantastic Four. I I don't know how I necessarily feel about it yet, but it's one of those movies where I would never want to watch this movie again, and I definitely don't want to see the fifth one unless I get paid for it. Interesting. Like that's that's it. There is no way that this movie made me interested enough to see the next movie. Oh, well no. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't use this as See, my drive to see the next one is not necessarily because this one was so freaking fantastic. It's more along the lines of because I'm a I am a fan of all of them. I can find some some something entertaining in all of them. Sure. It, there hasn't been a movie that they've created where it's completely turned me off from the series. I A um I E Indiana Jones. I, I, I will not see the new Indiana Jones. Oh, right. right. Period. Okay. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't care who's directing it. That last movie was so bad. I can't trust you. Like, you're, you're not worth my money. Right. This right. movie, it's one of those. I don't know if I'll, I will see it. No, I kind of need to see it in the big theater just because it, it's a monster movie. I have to see a monster movie on a big screen. Like, uh, I want that sound system. Gotcha. See, it, I, I just don't I'm care going, about monster movies. You see, that's just, like I'm going into it because that's. I mean, I want that. Ex- like, I want that rumble seat. I want that feeling uh, sure. that I'm not going to get at home. And but I do. I, I know it's a monster movie. Like, I'm not expecting Oscar. I'm not expecting great dialogue. Like, I'm expecting like a monster movie. Like, you know. Right. And look, I mean, I understand people are like, and at least you're one of those people that can say you're not watching a series. Like, I think that's the problem. Is a lot of people are just so familiar with things that they go Indiana, Indiana five. Well, I've seen all of them. So I guess I have to see this one. You know what I mean? I'm one of those, I'm one of those people that completely says I will never watch anything again. Like unless I get paid for this podcast to see the movie and review it, (laughs) I'm not seeing it. Like the new matrix movies, I will not see them. Yeah, like they're yeah, they're they're movies. I don't watch any more of the Transformers movies. I don't watch. Oh yeah, no. Like, but uh, you are excited about the Ninja Turtles that's coming out. I heard. 
Well, I didn't mind that first one. I didn't mind, <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, I I wrote a review on it actually when we were Same. when I was still writing reviews and not seeing reviews. It was a bad movie, oh, but yeah. but this movie, but it was funny enough that it was passable because of how stupid it was. Where right. this new movie has fucking Casey Jones in it, like it has it has Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady. And Rocksteady. Yeah, right. like yes, it's going back to the way the show you know was before. Right. So that's why I'll still I won't go see this in the theater, but I you know I I don't mind. But there are so many movies that I just refuse to see any more of a of a um like Indiana Jones for me. I refuse to see that fourth one, and I still haven't oh, no, seen yeah. it. Yeah, no, like yeah, that. No, it's oh. yeah, won't won't happen. Um, yeah. There are plenty of other franchises that I just will not go see, and I think it's stupid. Yes, uh, we might get paid to see that though. That's um, different. Yeah, that's that. Oh, believe me, I'm it's not, gonna. I'm be, not gonna be like I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I have to. No, no, uh, this is now. This is crap. It's gonna be garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it because it just it just is. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the thing. So at least you can cut that stuff out. I understand. Yeah, if you, if you're a monster movie fan, then Jurassic Park is still going to be something for you. It's just the second and third one to me were so incredibly horrible that the only reason why I watched this one was for the podcast. Otherwise, I would not have gone to see it either. And this was free HBO Go. I would not have paid to see Jurassic World. And I knew better than to buy it and send it to him. Yeah, so. there's there's no way. <laughs> I'd have been like, "How dare you waste your money?" Yeah, no. On this, yeah, right? Because not... I'm like, he won't ever watch this again. So why would I? No, no, absolutely not. So yeah, so I, I mean, let's, I mean, we might as well say it here. I would certainly not recommend Jurassic World. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone should watch it. I'm disappointed in the rubes who went to see it, uh, and went to see it multiple times. See, I only used rubes once. In this podcast, I know I should have used it which, more which, times. Which I'm actually kind of proud. I think it's because, yeah, there, there was, yeah. Well, we talked I'm, about it. We talked yes. about it. I was like, I, I you love. Know, I did write down six. Six times down. that I used I, the words I roots. Assumed it would be around. Oh, six. It so depends on what kind of. We could have easily gotten into yeah. debates about other stuff, and it would have came up. But yeah, for sure. we managed to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now yeah. Kelly, would you recommend this movie to people? As a monster movie fan, absolutely. Okay. All right, so there's there's a caveat there. Yeah, if you're a monster movie fan, sure. If you're a movie fan, no. Like it's one of those. I will stick this in with um, any of the Piranha movies, Lake Placid. I mean, well, Lake Placid look, is way funnier than this movie is. Well, yeah, but uh, okay, uh, not the original Jaws, but any of the sequels. I'll shove it in with that one. Okay. By the because way, Jaws did, is a horror movie, yeah, straight up. Yes, it's a thriller horror movie, right? right? Yeah. Um, I would say also, I don't know if this has come out yet or if it's slated to come out, but I believe they're making a Lake Placid versus Anaconda movie. <gasps> Sold. Yeah, and it's for both franchises. Though I yes. don't know why they call it Lake Placid versus Anaconda because the fucking thing in there is not called Lake Placid. No. But I guess that's but how. Think, <laughs> that's what yeah, they have to do. Humans are stupid and won't know the actual name. Like if you make that reference, they'll be like, what is this from? Right. So you have to say Lake Placid? No, that's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I think, I mean, I guess that's it uh, for right now. I did want to, I did want to mention a trailer that just came out last week for people. Um, did you see the trailer for Cell? Uh, no, I haven't. All right, so that's a, it's a Stephen King book uh, that came out a while back, probably early two thousands, maybe somewhere around there, maybe later two thousands. Um, but 
They it's starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson, and it's the premise of the book is it's it's not a zombie. It really isn't a zombie book, but it starts out kind of that way. And basically, it's a guy who's in Boston Common. And he's like a writer, you know, it's very Stephen King. He's in, you know, he's from Maine, I think. And he's in Boston to take some uh, meeting or something about a writing project. And while he's there, you know, they talk about technology and how everyone's on their phone and all this kind of stuff. And then everyone's phones, he doesn't happen to have his on him. And everyone's phone starts ringing around the same time. And whenever people put their phone up, they hear this tone that basically turns them or rewires their brain to make them almost zombie-like. And that's well, the only... they become drones. They, well, but at the beginning, they, their minds don't know how to handle the things, so they basically start killing people. That's, that's what happened. Anyone who kills, and it looks like they don't turn anyone. Like, if they bite you or they rip you apart, you don't turn into this thing. The only way you can turn into it is if you hear that tone. That's the only that's the only way it happens. But at the beginning, they're basically zombies and then they start to evolve as the book goes on. And it centers around um, it's going to be John Cusack's character, Samuel Jackson's character. And then there's a girl There's like a 16 year old girl. And I forget who she's being played by. But the trailer makes it seem way too much like it's a zombie movie. And then also instead of taking place in Boston Common, which was a pretty cool scenery setting for this kind of thing to happen. Uh, it happens in an airport. And so now you have crashing planes and like that kind of thing, uh, which doesn't really make much sense because you shouldn't be able to have your phone on um, in the plane. Uh, but there are crashing planes and there's like a bunch of stuff that happens. Uh, but I'm a little iffy on it because I was looking forward to this because I really like the book. I think the book is very, very good. If you haven't read it, if you're a Stephen King fan, it is technically horror, but it's more of that there's traveling. There's a lot of things that are going on. And it's not really a zombie book. It's more than that. So it's, it's good. But they have Samuel L. Jackson playing uh, Tom McCourt, which is the side, one of the, uh, one of the main characters. And he's playing it like he's a survivalist. Like he's been planning on this. And that is absolutely not what happens. Uh, it does not happen. He's a middle-aged gay man. And I don't know if this is going to be the first time that Sam Jackson plays a gay character. But I highly doubt it. Uh, yeah, I don't so, think so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, recently Stephen King's been all about changing people's race in his movies. He says he doesn't care. It doesn't affect the book, which I don't believe when it comes to the Dark Tower. But also, I don't think Tom McCourt in uh, the book is black either. Uh, and that doesn't matter. But it would be no. nice if they play like that he is gay and that he does, you know, like he was just a mild manner. That's kind of what is cool about the book is he kind of gets his nerve and he becomes this stronger character as the book goes on when he used to be a timid middle-aged gay man. And that is not the way it looks in the trailer. So I'm just wondering why all the changes. Like why do they need to have it in an airport when they had a great scene already in Boston Common? Like why do they need to do that kind of stuff? So I wonder what it's going to be like. But I think John Cusack does a very good job. I mean he was great in 1408. And so was Sam Jackson uh, when they were in 1408. I thought that was a great movie. Uh, so And we've talked about this on the podcast before too. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I would say watch the trailer. If you can, and maybe people that aren't familiar with the source material uh, will think it looks good. I don't know. That's my opinion on that one. 
I mean, I can easily tell you why they made those changes. It's it's all purely for marketing purposes, and it's, I mean, and also I'm sure um, securing Boston Common is way more expensive than just shooting it on a generic uh, airport. Airport. I'm sure it's back it's, lot scene. Yeah, I'm sure it's supposed to be Logan Airport, but I mean, oh, I'm sure. Who gives a shit? But yeah, right. I, yeah. And no, it's true. It's just a shame that that kind of stuff happens. Like when you have good source material. I really don't understand why you need to try and quote unquote punch it up or change things about it because the book that is a book that can definitely be a movie and be a good movie. So I'm just hoping that they don't fuck it up too much, you know? That kind of thing. So right. yeah, I would I would recommend people see the trailer. We'll see what the Rotten Tomatoes score comes out with. I'll probably have to see it just because it's the book that I like. You know what I mean? Right. Plus that gives me a very good way of doing the podcast where we can we can compare the book and the movie. It gives you those oh, no, two yeah. yeah, those two perspectives. And I think it comes out July eighth. So we'll okay. have to plan for that for I mean, I think we're probably gonna do uh the purge, the new uh yes. the new purge which comes out like July fourth, I think. And then the next one will be uh July eighth with Cell. So we'll have we'll have some good stuff coming up, that's for sure. Um do you wanna do you wanna tell people what the next movie's gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are doing 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, we are. Um, so I'm going to tell everyone, prepare yourself for dead Heath Ledger jokes because it's going to happen. Sorry. Shocking. Yeah, sorry. It's just the way it's going to be. Uh, but I like, I mean, I don't think it's, a, maybe people would be surprised that I like this movie. Uh, that's a possibility maybe, but I do. So it'll be more about just like laughing along and, and talking about the movie itself and why we like it and all that kind of stuff. But still making jokes about it. Well, absolutely. Plus, I mean, it's one of those classic teen movies that you kind of grow up with. So it's kind of fun to make those references and all that 90s awesomeness. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was very 90s. That's yes. true. Yeah, the way people dressed and Everything. You know, all that, yeah, all Music. Kind of yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, hey, I love Letters to Cleo. Like, See? let's talk Just about saying. all this shit. I mean, I wish they had Veruca Salt in there, too, but they did not. Uh, so yeah, so that's good. Uh, so Kelly, before I go into plugs, is there anything else you wanted to mention movie-wise? Um, I don't think so. Obviously, the countdown to Civil War is on, which is going to be very awesome. We're definitely looking I, forward to reviewing that for you guys. I am currently wearing my Captain America hoodie that I bought specifically for when I go see because I was like, oh, I guess all these douchebags when I saw Batman vs. Superman all had on either their Superman or Batman stuff. So I figured I can just be one of them too, and when I go to Civil War for a good movie, wear a cool hoodie. So that's what I have. Very nice. Yep. So yeah, so that'll come out. So that'll be one of our next movies as well. But first will be Ten Things I Hate About You, then hopefully Civil War, and then we have a couple more movies on the on the <laughs> way uh, that we know we want to definitely do. But we're gonna keep those as surprises. Those are gonna be secrets yeah. for now. Yep. And then remember, you can always contact you can always contact us. Um, ianhates at gmail.com if you have a movie you want us to try um, and if it's a really bad movie we'll set up a payment thing like I said it's cheap like all you had it's like 20 bucks or something we just Kelly and I we're not going to cover the cost of us going to the damn movie yeah that's Kelly and I just want to cover that cost because you're still I mean I'm looking at the timer right now it's like two two hour podcast right now that we're doing so we just want to be able to watch the movie and then make a good podcast uh, so we'll work all that stuff out. Um, just let me know if that's something that interests you. IanHates at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at IanHatesPodcast. 
That's at Ian Hates Podcast. It's not podcast because that would be Ian Hates Podcasts and I don't hate podcasts. Uh, obviously, I do. I do three of them, so I don't. I don't hate them. Uh, so that's something there. Uh, and then hopefully, I mean, you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher now. Google Play, we're up there as well, or your favorite podcast listening app. Just please do us a favor. If you enjoy the show, even if I know you, like it doesn't matter. Go on iTunes, like us on Stitcher. Yeah, it really and, helps, guys. Yeah, put put a five star if you like us. Put a five star on there and tell people to listen. Share us with your friends. I mean, this is universal. We're talking about movies. Everyone likes movies, so it's just a question of, you know, do you want us to talk about certain things? You, you know, let us know, but give us that rating so that we get shared to more people, uh, because that would really help us out. So, whatever podcast listening app you're doing, most of them have some way of liking. Uh, you can go to our Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash/IanHates, and share that when we put out the episodes. Share it when we put out on Twitter. Like, all that kind of stuff really helps. So, if you can do that, that would be much appreciated. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's all the plugs. Oh, www.ianhates.com uh, for the music and the movies podcast as well, just like on Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play. We just had an awesome episode of Ian Hates Music where we interviewed the band uh, Everyone Dies in Utah. Uh, it was a really fun conversation. We talked about horror movies. We talked about the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, and we also talked about music. And it was just great. I think the upcoming episode is rare for us. We are not going to have an interview. We figured we'd go back to basics. And before we start doing a whole block of interviews again, that we just talk some music stories and give some reviews and stuff. So that'll be on this upcoming episode, I believe. Unless we have a last second where we really have to fit a band in. But all that stuff. There are all the plugs. Uh, so, Kelly, is there anything final you'd like to say to everyone? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy, and then, of course, obviously on Facebook. And um, just remember, if something's chasing you, run. <laughs> there you go. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Bye.